Paul. <laughs> Paul, how are y'all feeling in the chat right now? Are you are you as proud of us as we are right now? We actually went on time. On time. On time, on target. I don't know if this has ever happened. It's a new leaf turnover. We had our, our 50th episode, one year anniversary. And now we're going to be on time. I would say don't get used to it because this might be a lucky stroke more than anything else. But anyway, wow. How are you doing, Danny? I'm good, Paul. How are you? Happy Sunday. Happy, Happy Sunday, everyone. Welcome to Chill to Action's new time, or not, I'm sorry, not new time, same time, time. new date. Uh, officially, Chill to Action is moving to Sundays. So Which is funny. Paul it is funny about that because we did this specially because we wanted to accommodate our guest schedule. And all of a sudden, it became a thing. So it's almost like they have power over us. Like, we, they moved our day to Sunday, and all of a sudden, now it's just going to be Sunday the rest of the time. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Your Sunday is a chill day. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, Sunday is chill day. I do have to bring on our our other friend. Uh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm going to steal his thunder here. He always says he's only here for the good ones. So this might be a case where this must have to be a good one. You know him. You love him. Hopefully, he doesn't go full Belford and scare anybody off. But he is the man, the myth, the legend. Billy Belford, how are you doing, my friend? What's up? I'm back again on a Sunday with two of my favorite people and Danielle and Paul. Um, <laughs> this Fair one enough. is going to be, I mean, I say that I'm only here for the good ones. This one is going to be a great one. This is <laughs> one people have been asking for since we started the show. That's actually because we have two of the greatest people on the face of the earth inside the Schmodown, outside the Schmodown. They're both amazing and hmm, amazing because we have Mark Anopic and she's amazing. And we have the current singles champion, Dan Merle. This is not a test folks. Here we are here. We are together. We have been working on this. I think since Spectacular, I believe, is when we uh, started this conversation. And here we are. It's worth the wait. So happy you guys are here. How are we doing tonight? Good. It's ironic that we're together now because Mara and I, for a very rare occasion where we're not together. I'm in Arkansas. <laughs> she's in L.A. So. <laughs> so we're bringing relationships back together even though you're far away. That's exactly. our job. <laughs> Making love happen. We're matchmakers of a sort. Of a sort. Well, well Danny. We can talk to each other like when they're, even though they're in two different states. Well, yeah, but we're making it work <laughs> time. Each other week I haven't spoken to her in five days. I was waiting for this podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Thank you guys so much for this. This was just such an opportunity. Well, whatever we could do, we love love and we're very much a loving podcast. So. Awesome. <laughs> and that is absolutely the essence of chill. So we're glad that we can have this group date together. We're glad to have it. Dan, Mara, thank you so much for, hang for hanging out with us on the Sunday. I almost said Monday. I'm so used to that. Uh, we're so pumped to have you here. Everyone knows this has been one of our big fish. No pun intended. Sorry about that, y'all. Uh, this is one of our big catches that we have to here, as always. So I want to get started with the first question of the night. And I just want to know, Dan, Mara, this is for both of y'all. What were just your initial thoughts of the game when you started playing in, in the Schmodown? Dan, I'll let you go first. After you, you started way way before I did. I did. I, I think that, uh, you know, I had played with Mark Riley 
way back in the days when it was this, you know, just a segment on the Schmoes No Show. And so I knew it as this very there's literally, you know, eight people in the room. It was it was Christian and Mark and then your opponents and then maybe a couple people hanging out on the couch or whatever. So it was this very small thing. And Mark and I played a couple of games and then we got I, you know, I was beaten by my current my current partner, John Roca, and Matt Notes beat Mark Riley and I uh, and the tournament. And then I didn't play again for a while. And when they relaunched with Collider, they wanted, you know, this big match. And and there'd always been this thing in John Campia, he'd never done movie fights, and they always wanted to see us play play each other. And I I, I really had no concept that it was gonna be anything bigger than than what I knew, which was that it was just this fun thing. I knew Christian and Mark. It was a really fun segment, and and I and I knew most of the people that did it. Um, so I really was not prepared for how big it was going to grow when they relaunched or, or or went into season I think three on Collider. Uh, and and the fact that it's grown so much from there, and really even I was shocked with when I did the 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 reveal when I came out of retirement. It, it even took such such leaps and bounds from the time that I left, and like seeing that audience and the the sound that they made, <laughs> uh, I, I realized that oh, man, this thing huge, like this is crazy. So uh, it's weird. I, I came into it thinking it's this game that you know friends play, and then it's grown to this just net, literal a literal network at this point. <laughs> of different things. That's right. And Mara, how did when you see Dan having such fun and you know getting so much success, and then you decide to get involved? How, how did that work? How did you were you gunging over from the beginning, or did they have to kind of coerce you a little bit, or how'd that go? Well, it's funny because from the very beginning, the one thing that I always wanted to dig my hands into was question writing because uh, I have a lot of experience writing exams, uh, like nuclear related exams, uh, from my former occupation, but. Uh, just from a logistical standpoint, that was what kind of drew me to wanting to become more invested, but they had a good team at the time and there wasn't really a need because the Schmodown was so much smaller back then. So I just would watch movies with Dan, help him study, do the most I could. I really helped him beef up on horror movies. I'm very proud of that. Uh, I know one specific Schmodown match that he won based on knowing Ethan Hawke was in Sinister. So I was very happy about that. Um, but no, uh, I've told this story a couple of times and I'm sure Christian always cringes subconsciously even though he doesn't know I'm talking right now. But uh, every year at Comic-Con, at San Diego Comic-Con, he would ask me at like a party or something like, hey, you ever thought about doing Schmodown stuff? And I'd always say, yeah, sure. Just like, let me know what's going on. And then he'd forget he asked. <laughs> and so I think it was the <laughs> third year. Finally, I reminded him. I was like, you know, you've asked me this a couple of years in a row now, and I'm, I'm totally into it, whatever you want to do. <laughs> so then we, we just followed up on it. And then so I, I came in that next season. So, <laughs> you know, it's always just a matter of uh, I was interested, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't pushing for anything. It just sort of happened organically when it was supposed to happen, I guess. Sounds good. All right. And yeah. obviously you both have had tremendous success. Um, we'll shift back right now just to the, right now, Dan, the a tournament just happened with the, uh, with corruption. You guys had a tough, tough match, but it was a good match. Yeah, but it was a good match. That's all I care about. You know, yeah. obviously winning would be preferred, but as long as it's a good game, as long as I'm happy with how I played the game, I thought it was very funny though, because I watched the Kevin Smith match. Okay. And I didn't put this together until today. In successive weeks, we both 
were not able to correctly answer Bruce Willis for a very critical question. <laughs> and Bruce Willis is the bane of uh, right now of existence because I just realized it's two weeks in a row now where Bruce Willis has been the correct answer and neither of us has been ever able to pull uh, the correct name. Well, that, do you want to tell moment. them what we found out after the match? Because I think you talked about it on Patreon, but not publicly. Oh yeah, I when we were, of course you know I did the interview after the match and um, and I I went back to talk to Mara because just to make sure that everything that there's no accusations of of any kind of impropriety. Mara always, if it's a live match, Mara always watches it in the back with the door closed in the bedroom or if she was in the office for the team's match. But she's nowhere near me. I can't see her. She can't see me. I came back and I was just like, oh man. And you know, I just, uh, I was beating myself up a little bit over the speed round. And I said like, I, I, I didn't know, like there's so many people in Copland, and, and I said Sylvester Stallone, but I was pretty sure it wasn't him. Cause I know he's not a detective. And she was like, you mean cop out. Right. And I was like, no Copland. And she said, Dan, they asked you about cop out. And I was like, Oh, well, yeah, of course that's Bruce Willis. I, I, <laughs> my brain heard, and this is the speed round for you. My brain heard Copland. Copland. Oh and and, and so even when they repeated yep. the question, my brain still heard Copland because I'm trying to think of the answer because you're listening to the question, but you're as they're reading the question, you're trying to think of the answer ahead of it so that when they finish, you can immediately answer. My right. brain heard Copland, and it wasn't until afterwards when Mara told me, she's like, you know, you know that Bruce Willis was in Cop Out. I was like, oh, Cop Out. Oh, well, that makes much more sense. Well, it makes sense because then you, when, you're, when you get a repeat, you're not really asking to repeat the question nine times out of ten. It's just, you know, you got to hear, so you already know what the question is. You're thinking, you're not even listening to the second repeat. Right. So exactly. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Also, so. luckily, you only, you lost by more than one point. So it didn't come down like to that moment. Yeah. Well, I think I we went to lose by two. Points, right? We did, yeah, but, but when you think about it, if I correctly answered Bruce Willis, though, you you take away the point that I lost and you yeah. add a point that I would have gotten. Oh, that's right. Your, yeah. that's but, you know, even so, though, there's no guarantee that it, that they would have ended up winning, though. So, I mean, there's no hard feelings about it either way because no, sudden yeah. death, we've always seen it can go either way. It was a, it was a great game. That was, my, that was the one mistake that I made that I kind of kicked myself over. But at the same time, it came down to the five-point question. And, they, I mean – they played you look at how they played i mean okay. come on they were on top of yeah, they were they were on, top i mean of that's that's it's hard to beat any team that's playing that well so for us to for us to be going up against them for them to play as well as they did and for us to keep it going down to the five pointer you can't yeah. really complain other than not being able to win the game yeah. well i have a question about a uh, a happier answer that you got but maybe a question that had more on the line than you thought because they asked a question about a song in a movie and we found out after the match that it is mm. your guys' song. Mm -hmm. So, Mara, when you're sitting in the back and they ask that question, are you like, he better get this right? He better get it right. Actually, I'm out of an abundance of caution. I actually um, use my iPhone and I tape myself watching the match where you can see that I'm not touching my computer. You can see the computer screen. So that way there's just... 100% transparency if necessary. So um, oh. actually I'll do a little early plug. If you do check out Dan on Patreon, um, he did a breakdown of that match and we cut in a clip of me during that last question. Like, cause I kind of talked to the iPhone just because it feels like I'm do I'm talking with somebody and the cats were running around like crazy. Cause I have to corral them so they don't distract him anyway. So it's like win-win, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, he knows this. I know he knows this. <laughs> so it was really exciting. 
to see that. I didn't know if Ethan knew it or not. Um, I, I thought he would have. So, um, I mean, cause he's such a great player. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a great, that's a great rivalry between you guys, Dan, you and you always put on great matches. So I, I'm always looking forward to three, four or five, as much as we can get out of that rivalry. <laughs> oh, we'll play each other again. I'm, I'm, I want to I want to ask you a question Dan you've already experienced this the new speed round Mara as a competitor who hasn't experienced the new digital speed round like this how do you feel about about that new round oh I'm just as excited as Dan is because uh the only three times that I've ever had to do a speed round one of which was the day after uh my accident so I could not even physically really move to try to buzz in. So I didn't get a single question because I just like couldn't move. Um, but if I had just been asked 10 questions in a minute, I probably would have done, you know, pretty well, I imagine. Um, and so even besides just physical limitation, I like the idea, just like how Dan has shared, uh, it really comes down to, are you evenly matched with your opponent between there is a strategy to the speed round between choosing to pass, gambling to answer, just like there is with any other, but you're on your own timetable mentally, not someone else's. And it does take out any uh, physical advantage that someone could have, or even uh, training with the old buzzers. There are some buzzers that are extra touchy and that can be a good thing if you know the answer, but it can also really hurt somebody, even somebody that wants to buzz in a lot. If you barely touch them, that sometimes they'll buzz in. And if you don't know the answer, then you've just lost a point, you know, for no reason. So I like the idea that you just get to show what you know and your partner or opponent gets to show what they know. And then it's just however it shakes out if if they've done better or if you happen to do better. So I like it, but I don't know if they'll keep it, but I know that at least I think the two of us would, uh, we'd campaign, we'd sign that petition, right, Dan? Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. Definitely. Your faction might, might, faction mate might not agree. I think Ben Bateman loves those buzzers because he, so oh, damn yeah, good because he's good at it. <laughs> good at it exactly. I mean, yeah, right. if, if Paulo Yama would probably vote to keep him too. I mean, yeah, of course, if you're good at it, you're gonna vote to keep it. Absolutely, right? Uh, well, that makes sense. Now you're facing Ben now. What's uh, your thoughts on that? I mean, <laughs> he he took me he took me all the way to the to the edge uh, to the limit last time. So, um, you know, people. It's it's when people say the Schmodown is a sport. Um, I, I think that the, one of the the prime examples of it uh, that you can point to saying that that's the truth is that it seems like there's a lot of people that always judge you based on your last game. So it's like if you look at any NFL team or uh, particularly in the NFL, um, you know the the Colts lose a game uh, or two games, then they're the worst team ever. They're never making the Super Bowl. Fire the coach. Fire the replace the quarterback. You know, we need a new defense, you know, give up on the season. And then, you know, they have a run and they go and they make the play, go deep into the playoffs. But, you know, I see I know that, you know, people watch, uh, you know, that team's match and, you know, all of a sudden, oh, but, you know, Ben. But then you come back and you see what happened on Friday night. So this idea that, you know, oh, he's been exposed, blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, I've played the guy. I've stood across the stage from him. I know what kind of competitor he is. I know that he uh, is going to bring every trick in the book uh, uh, to, to employ against me, which strategically um, he's going to analyze every scrap of game tape that there is. So I know exactly who he is. Uh, the, I mean, honestly, the only thing uh, that brings me, uh, you know, that I feel like I can take any pressure off is the, is knowing that the faction points are not an issue because regardless of who wins and it stays in the, in the, in the faction, that was not an advantage I had when I played Ethan. So 
Um, that's the only place where I kind of let my foot off the gas a little bit is I know that I don't have to worry about, well, I have to win because we need the points. We want to get back up in the first place, and, which we're going to. But uh, yeah, so that actually takes a little bit of pressure off. Real quick, we do have a super chat from Jake Acavetta. Now I can finally stop <laughs> bothering Dan and Mara about coming on the show. LOL. Yes, Jake is our little uh, social networking guy. He tends to Jake shoot has been a great advocate for getting us on the show. Me and <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do that together. You know, uh, D Train, we'll just throw a chat in there now. Just is there for super chat. How is Dan Merle going to watch Tenant for a review? Ooh, do you want to tell them what you're doing tomorrow night, Dan? I, uh, I am in Arkansas where I came to, to see family and, and take care of a, a few things, but theaters here are open. Uh, so I will be, there's a, there's a, the, the early screenings start tomorrow. Um, and I'll be going tomorrow and right. there's a, I, I am, however, keeping the option open. I have an N95 mask because I don't want to just uh, protect others. I need, I need to protect myself and I need to protect Mara. I need to protect everyone that I'm interacting with while I'm here. So I have an N95 mask and I'm also going to be, if I, if I get into a situation where I feel like it's unsafe, if the regulations aren't being followed, you know, I'm, I'm not just going to stick there because I want to see tenant. Obviously I do, but I can see it a day later and, and you know, whatever. There are already some super secret screenings for some critics, I guess, that were like, I want to know who made this, the double secret list to get to, get to go in early screenings. Cause let me tell you, it wasn't everybody. Wow. <laughs> I, I actually went to a, I went to a movie theater yesterday. I went to and saw New Mutants yesterday in the theaters, and they were actually really good um, about you know social distancing. There were marks everywhere. There were arrows. Um, there was every other row. You could only sit with, you know, it's it's assigned seating when you buy the ticket. You could only sit with people you bought tickets with, and it would close out the mm -hmm. seats around you once you bought those tickets. So. Uh, it's the same as it can be, I guess you could say. Or we could all just wear our mask for a little while longer, shut down, and then we can all go to theaters like normal people if we can get this thing beaten. But uh, I won't say that again. Like our friend, Richard Archarby is in Estonia. He's our friend. He's our, one of our co-hosts on the show occasionally. Um, and he saw it because his theaters, everything's open there. Yep. The numbers are down. Of course, he was also in Tenant as an extra. So that was a, definitely a cool experience. Oh. <laughs> so we have to spot the Jarvi, But he's wearing like all sorts of like FBI or SWAT team type stuff. So it's going to be oh, hard. Nice. But we'll find it. We'll make sure we do. <laughs> I always like watching um, Star Trek Into Darkness because my manager, Koi, is one of many Nibirans. So I always think it's fun to watch it. Well, Mike's in that too, I think. I think Mike is in as an officer at some point, I think. Oh, uh, is he? Really. I didn't know that. Oh, he's in, he, he walks by or something to that effect. I don't really remember. But I heard him say that once. Oh, um, I'm so jelly. I want to be in a Star Trek movie. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <sighs> That's real <laughs> cool. Well, Mara, you know, we should talk to you about your IG run. Now, at least your current run. You were supposed to come back this year, and things you know, didn't work out for various reasons. Um, where are we on that as far as next year maybe coming back? Or how are we thinking? Uh, we're, we're hoping so. Um, I'm going to be in the process of – I'm going to be changing doctors very soon because uh, the VA healthcare system – sucks. So um, we're going to try to to utilize some other resources. Um, luckily, people in Dan's family know everyone everywhere. So um, we're kind of pulling some strings to get a new cardiologist lined up and some better, better health care. But uh, we're doing a little medication shuffle, which is always fun because uh, the one great thing about things being digital now is it actually does open up some possibilities that didn't exist with physical shows because the, the physical shows, uh, 
was a taxing enough just like physically with strength and I'm getting a little stronger. I'm able to to eat and keep down food a lot more. Um, so that's always good because uh, I was starting to not be able to fit in clothes from the Target kids section anymore, which is where I get most of my clothing. So uh, when you have to start going to the children's place instead of Target, you know, things are getting pretty dicey. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I've been talking with Christian and with my manager to try to see um, once the mental fog clears, uh, since it's digital, it's a lot safer. I can just sit right here, uh, which is where Dan sits when he competes. And, uh, you know, the risk is very, very low. So as long as I can get the uh, the side effects of medication, which make your brain feel like it's just molasses, like uh, the analogy I always tell people is that when I realized that something was definitely going to be really challenging about the idea of trivia when we were watching Jeopardy, which we would watch every single day when it was still uh, regularly scheduled and uh, new programming and stuff. And they asked a question about, I think it was like Thomas Jefferson. And I was just sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, you know, and it just wasn't coming. And it's like Thomas Jefferson, right. a name every single person knows. I just it couldn't pop into my head no matter how hard I tried. So I'm hoping that between medically, logistically, and with Schmodown stuff that maybe there's a path um, that that we can hope that I can come back sooner rather than later, especially because uh, I'm hungry. I've never gotten to touch the new belt. I've never had the new belt. I had the old belt. So uh, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on it. That could be fun. All right. It's very different now, though, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it definitely changes. I am uh, very happy that you were with the Mercs. I think the pairing of you and Koi together is such a fun one. <laughs> have you had an opportunity to kind of like have some chats with the with the rest of your faction mates or anything like that? Not as much. They were doing a lot of kind of group get togethers when people were physically allowed to get together. And unfortunately, I couldn't join them just because of people because I, I was wearing a germ mask before it was cool. I was doing back <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, but no, I mean, we, we have a big group chat, um, you know, always cheering each other on. It's uh, and I have a lot of close relationships with people in the faction already. So, you know, we try to keep in touch with as many people as we can considering this is this is the new how you keep in touch with people. <laughs> yeah. But I'm really lucky that uh, I, I also have to point out though that I may have been the person that um, that suggested the name the quirky Mercs when we had to change from the mouthy Mercs. Wow. So <laughs> another trend like, they're all over behind <laughs> the scenes. I like that. Oh yeah, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna tell all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Well, you talk about um, how Dan's family knows people everywhere. We actually had the pleasure of meeting Dan's mother in Atlanta. Uh, we sat directly behind her. Oh, yes. And it was the entire Action Army section that sat yeah. directly behind her. And I was uh, I was adopted into the family um, I, on the caveat that I had to root for Dan, which was fine because we were rooting against Bateman anyway. And... Uh, <laughs> And we inducted her into the Action Army. She's officially an Action Army member. Um, it was so That's great. Hashtag Mama Goat. That's she right. Said, she said that there were some very enthusiastic fans sitting right behind her. <laughs> what, a, what a wonderful way to describe Belford. Enthusiastic is probably the nicest way I've ever heard him described, actually. <laughs> we'll take it. 
Yeah, she said she had such a good time. She did. She had a great time. It was a oh, lot was of fun. Great. A lot of fun there. Yeah, yeah, Robert did see your yes in Houston as well. It's true. That's yeah, true. I was. Yeah. Uh, my mom was there, and then I had some uh, uh, a couple friends from college also who live in Atlanta were able to come and see the show, which was great. And then and your uncle Thomas in Houston too. Uh, yeah, in Houston, my uncle was there, and then uh, I saw the the boat. Uh, the boat sat next to my mom in uh, Houston because she told him yep. to sit down. He was standing there and she was like, hey, sit down. Don't sit down. <laughs> so yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, well, I always like the story when uh, your mom told Andrew Guy to be nicer to you. said just this last week about you possibly playing Andrew again. Uh, she, oh. <laughs> she said, she said, uh, if I played him again, she said, now you need to remind him that your mother's watching <laughs> and I will, I will talk to him again if I need to. <laughs> I might be the one mom who is not a, a big enthusiastic fan of Andrew Guy that's out there because moms tend to love him, but I, I get why. Well, not when it's my mom. <laughs> I get why. In this you know, speaking of that, you, Dan, you came on the Action Guys Um I talked about Max that you know it's been time healed all wounds, so to speak, uh, as mm -hmm. far as things go. But I'm actually curious, Mara, to get your take on that whole experience. When when the like the the match guy guy Murrow happened, the whole day that happened, how are you taking it? We heard Dan's side. I'm curious how what your thoughts were as that went down. Well, it was interesting because you know it's in the studio, so it's it's totally different. I think unless uh, some of the fans here have ever been in a studio match, but uh, the the crowd was actually the thing that was uh, that I, that I was finding to be the most kind of troublesome for me because I was sitting next to someone who. Uh, like right before the match was just like, oh, super, super nice. Someone I didn't know very well. And then the minute the match started was like being really cruel, like not like, cause you're an audience member, you're not a character or anything. And they were just being really, really like inappropriately derisive towards uh, Dan. And even if it had been towards Andrew, I don't, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't like that. Um, like I know that some people, whether it's Andrew or anyone else that's a heel, I I, uh, I encourage respectful, uh, at least like if someone is doing well, even if they're just being terrible, like you can politely applaud, like that's okay. So I was really upset at the people next to me and it took every ounce of self-control I had to not do anything about it. But I can tell that, you know, it was really surprising. I think that, because when Dan had come back at that time, again, character stuff was not like really in matches at that right. time uh, when he was in. And so I think it was just really shocking to see the game had changed so much and that there wasn't like now they see there's a lot more reeling in um, at the table as far as like in around while people are answering questions, keeping that stuff, you know, tightly tightly segmented. And uh, so it was just really different. And to just see that it was, not what we thought it was. And it didn't seem like it was fun. You know, I think that was the hardest part was just seeing that this thing that Dan had always done, that was like so fun that it just wasn't fun that time. But I mean, I'm sure that other people have seen that, you know, Dan and Andrew are, are, are they get along really great. There's no like right. animosity or anything. Is that your mom, Dan? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's going to yeah. bed. She's going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And, and Andrew is just such a nice guy. He actually helped me out a lot after my car accident um, with referring me um, to some people that he knew to help me and stuff like that. So uh, everything's all good there behind the scenes, but it was just such a surprise. That's all. 
it makes a lot of sense. I mean, when you're away, it is. It's funny because I've been watching, doing some. Uh, I'm doing a project of my own a little bit with the, with the crew, and we were watching. I just watched uh, you're winning the belt, Dan, for the first time when you mm. when you beat uh, Riley. That was a great moment, but it was funny how different it was because we've been there all throughout. You don't really realize how much has changed until you go back and you're like. Wow, what a different atmosphere this is! Um, yeah, and then to to do that, you know, and I was very upfront with with Christian when I came, when I decided to come back, which was like I hadn't really kept up with 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 it. I, I knew that I knew that Sam was doing really well, um, just because people would would kind of tweet at me and, and tell me how much better he was than me. Uh, but uh, other than <laughs> True story. Other than that, um, you know, I hadn't really kept up with the story and the the, the new people and the storylines, and so uh, to my to to my detriment, that that's my fault. Um, but you, you, taking that gap and then coming back in, it, it really was surprising. Like I said, when I did the reveal, I was sh- shocked by like, oh wow, this really has changed. And even then, you know, we, we I did the bit with guy on stage, and it's like, oh, it's a live show, it's like theater, you, you whatever. But yeah. Uh, it, it 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 has changed. And I think even with the new tone and tenor of the game, that one was even still a little more because there was so much energy behind it and so much buildup behind it. And I, I think he walked out there thinking that he was going to lose. And I don't think that that's insulting, but I think he went out there kind of, it, it, it was a huge thing. Um, and, and so but he played a great game. I didn't play a good game. And, and it's, yeah. So I, it, it, it was a learning experience, but you know, that, that's how, that's how it goes. Well, I think you have the reveal in coming back, and then you play guy and you lose, and then you go into the tournament. I don't. Mm -hmm. I think you lost in the tournament as well. I did. I I Mm -hmm. I think I got one. I think I I I played Stacy, and then I I want to say maybe Ethan was the second match that I I had, and and I only lasted one match into the tournament, and he he TKO'd me again. So I think Mm -hmm. two out of three games, I I got TKO'd. But then you come to New York for the first live event outside of Schmodown. This is a huge deal. You know, people from all over the country are now at, at this New York event. You win the belt, and then there's a, this seminal, like, Schmodown moment in history of this chant of you deserve it. Like, And we were in the crowd, Paul and I, and it's like a wall of sound because we were right up front, you know, right near the stage. And it felt like a wall of sound hitting the <clears> stage. I don't know how that moment was for you. Uh, I'm insane. I mean, I, 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 it's hard to kind of put that into words with that, you know, cause it came at the end of a very weird road and a very long road, both in front of the camera and the showdown. And then just personally, um, with things that have been going on with my family. And, um, so it, it really was, and then to, to have Mara there obviously was to, 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 to be there. And, and, and I love New York is just, it's always been a very special city to me that I've always loved to visit. So, so much in that moment really meant a lot. And, and especially facing Ethan and knowing that, you know, walking out there on the stage, knowing that it's very, it's very possible because it happened the last time that it's not going to be a close game that he could, he could knock me out again. And to be able to fight and, and win, and, and that was just uh, it's, it's a very special moment, really. It, it's just a lot of things came together in that moment. That's great thoughts. Well, we all talked about uh, Mars IG run. Now, before uh, we talked about coming back to IG, at one point, Dan, you mentioned that you were going to join her in that mm-hmm. uh, embargo, and then you decided not to for various reasons. You had your, your reasons and everything else. Um, is that still something in the cards in the future, or is that 
So it is going to win. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm not going to play the game forever, I don't think. But one thing that has been on my to-do list from the very beginning, I've always said that if I had been able to, if XX5XX hadn't happened, if I, if I had been able to last to the end of that, that first free-for-all, um, I, I, I may have cashed in to, to, for the inner geekdom belt because I've just always been interested in that division because I love so many of those movies so much and I love those, you know, I love watching those movies so much. I didn't know at the time how many times I would have to commit myself to watching X-Men Origins Wolverine, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's definitely a possibility. And, and I, I have every intention of, of entering that, uh, that division next season. Um, well, plus, if I'm able to come back, then if you're helping me study, it just makes natural sense that why wouldn't you at least give it a shot? Mm-hmm. That's what we want to say. We want, and obviously, we want to see the two of you fight because that's what good fans want. Oh, that's want. the dream. <laughs> right? That's the magic. Seriously. Well, no, yeah. we, I would love to play her, you know, especially if, if if we both get to the point where it's a title match. If, you know, when she comes back and wins the belt and then I can fight my way up. That takes that would take so much pressure out of being in a belt match because you know we both well, yeah. support each other so much, and I know we would help each other prep. And it's well, just... and it would be amazing because it would go into thirty-two round overtime probably because we'd know all the same things. Exactly. But I mean, it would be amazing because if I won, I'd have a title defense, which would make us both happy. If I lost, he'd be the first competitor to win three different divisions and a free for all. Also, so it's like we'd both be happy for each other. There wouldn't be any hard feelings. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, love that. Uh, I mean, you know, I, unless, you know, if John and I are team champions, you know, if we can, if we can, it, well, if we get into the tournament, you know, and then if we can make a run through the tournament uh, and, and go down to spectacular and get the belt back. And then if I'm able to defend and I'm, and I'm a double belted champion again, you know, I don't know if I would jump into it instantly uh, because I think we've seen, and it's, I don't think this says anything about the competitors themselves, how difficult it is to play in three divisions at once. And Christian, Christian yeah. told me, he's like, I'm telling you, it's really difficult. I don't know when I talked about doing all three at once before I decided to pass on the tournament earlier this year. Um, so I, I think it would probably be a situation where I would be in a position where I would feel comfortable stepping back from one of the two divisions I'm currently in in order to focus, really put focus on IG. Um, because, you know, I do think that uh, to, to, you don't want to spread yourself too thin. Uh, the I would love to see two back-to-back title matches for inner geekdom against dan and mara and for star wars against molly and alex that would be two fun title matches to watch for sure yeah i'd like that too that'd be a good time uh, real quick we do have a couple of more super chats and stream lab is where i get to you real quick alex shashak there yes Mara versus Dan IG match at a live event. It would be so fun. Also, can you go over the patterns of those pillows behind Mara? Thanks for coming out of C2A. <laughs> yes, I can. I, uh, I'm very crafty, so I make my own pillowcases. Um, this was a Star Wars one. So, oops, that's why. So it's just... Yeah. Ah, I love it. Uh, then we've got Star Trek. Of course. Oh, very nice. <laughs> of course. Um, the Batman. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's my favorite Batman uh, design, the blue. And uh, Harry Potter. Oh, very cool. And uh, there's also a surprise bonus. Um, there's an ugly kitty cat pillow. No such thing as an ugly kitty cat, as far as I'm concerned. The Star Trek pillow that you have, it says USS Enterprise on there. I saw an interview with you earlier today where that was uh, the, the first ship that you went to after uh, boot camp, right? 
Um, well, sort of. First, I had to go to I, I go to school after boot camp, but then um, after a few years, then yeah, when I reported to my ship, I was on the USS Enterprise, the real one. <laughs> I, I don't know if everybody knows this, but so Mara was in the Navy. She was a nuke in the Navy, which is a you work on nuclear elements of the ships and different things. It's literally the hardest school in the military to get into. It's like one percent of the people who take the test pass it, and then like. It's ridiculous. It's a crazy school. It's like super smart. Like it's no so, joke. Yeah, it's my hobby. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I, love that. I, love I, I was a I was a linguist in the Marine Corps, which is like the second hardest school to get into. So I was like oh, very dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's a much it's a much more fun place than than uh, you go to Monterey, California. It's like high school. Like I was studying Spanish. <laughs> Which I already knew, so it was like I just hung out in Big Sur most of the time. It was a rough life. Wow! <laughs> hey, I Julie understand. Is our, our Spanish-speaking <laughs> <laughs> He's our Spanish server. We need we have to translate to Spanish. That's what we, we bring Billy on for that. Yes. Oh, speak any other languages? Uh, I know words in a bunch of other languages, but I don't really speak anything. So, uh, oh, I'm Mushy mushy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we do have some other ones. We did have a couple. John Lestrina wanted to know if are there any more classic charts with Dan in the vault? <laughs> John, John is one of my patrons. Uh, John. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, no, I. Uh, well, maybe. I outside. It's this weird thing that I've discovered on YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's not so much with Patreon. Actually, it got a great. It got a great response with with patrons. Uh, but this thing that I found on YouTube, which is if I do something that I'm like super excited about and I'm like, wow, this is a really kind of different, neat idea. And like, I, I think people are going to love this. Uh, they don't uh, or they don't watch <laughs> or something. So I found that people were not fans necessarily of the classic charts. Uh, it's because I did one that was like back in 1999 and I we've got wardrobe and I had a zoom backdrop oh, yeah. and it was like it was in my bedroom and I was actually super excited about it. Uh, YouTube, not so much. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I still want to kind of think out of the box and do stuff like that, but uh, I don't know if we have At any some more. Point, I want us to do the 1980s so that way I can crimp my hair. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. I'd like to actually get into uh, your transition from screen junkies into your channel, but one more. We did have one more. Patrick Harden, who, by the way, if I just found out, is a new Action Army general. So I'll give you the salute, Patrick Harden. Um, he wants to say he donated a very generous amount to say, I'm saying hello to Dan and Mara. More is an excuse to donate than anything. I've chatted with you both. I've chatted, I'm sorry. I've chatted with you. Both of you before, and I like you both, but tonight is about help me helping to keep the lights on. Okay, well, well. Thank, thank you for uh, on behalf of the podcast. Thank you for uh, yes. for donating, Patrick. That's amazing. That is amazing. We're very, very happy to it's, do so. It's funny because we talk about uh, General in the Action Army. Uh, uh, you might get a kick out of this, Mara. When, we, when Ben and Drew started the Action <laughs> Army, they, their Patreon, they had tears, and they're all military ranks. But it's yeah. two guys who clearly have never been a part of the military, or like so. The ranks were all like petty officer was like the highest rank above like captain and major. Oh, like, no. Top one top was brigadier general over the regular general. So what I I run I, I run because of a rock. Because of the rock. Brigadier general Hummel. You know that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Harris, our boy. Anyway, uh, I love it. So uh, you guys so, help them out then. 
when I when I took over running their pay when they had me hired they had me to run their Patreon, I was like, I gotta swap this all out. This just looks <laughs> bad, and this is almost gonna be insulting to some people. We just gotta change this around a little bit, guys. And they're like, all right, sure, sure. They're like, how As can you really cringy? It was like very weird. Highest rank. <laughs> I was like, like okay. corporal was the second highest rank. I was like, what is going on here? Oh no! No, I, I know how. I know how they are. No, the, I think the correct ranks is it goes brigadier general, Tony Todd, Michael Bean. Right? That- <laughs> it should be that's, right. That, that's the that's the I, rank, I, right? I would have pushed that and then make it all about just the rock because that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, it gets even more confusing though because you've got like Michael Bean in the rock and then Michael Bean in Aliens. So that's it's true. true. Okay. And Michael Bean in the Abyss. Oh, yeah. Wow. You got all sorts of rank issues there. That's Ed Harris again. <laughs> He's an officer in uh, Terminator as well. So, uh, it's, it's, yeah, what Michael Bean are you talking about? There we go. We love Michael Bean. They're all the tiers. It's just oh, different yeah. Michael Bean ranks. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the tiers of the Patreon. <laughs> I'm an audible into an early, early this or that. Michael Bean or Bill Paxton? Oh, oh Michael God, Bean for me. I gotta go Paxton. It's a very tough choice, but I gotta. Oh, see, go I had an iguana named after Corporal Hicks in Aliens when I was a child, so I yeah. have to go with childhood love, it's not uh, not adult person logic. <laughs> I don't know what I, I just asked that. I don't even know what my answer would be. I think I might. I, I mean, I based mine entirely off of Twister, so you're basing yours off an iguana. Isn't that out of the box? Fair. I would have for like two years because I bear a slight resemblance to Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie. So um, it was a good time in my life. (laughs) All right. Bring it back a little bit. You obviously, we made the big, you were on screen junkies for years. You were, that's where you made your name. Um, But then you decide to leave and you want to build your own brand. How did that all, I mean, I know you did a video on it, but like, how did that begin now? And like where you are now, are you happy with that process and everything that's gone down? I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm very happy. I, um, it, it was the, it was the product of a very, very long deliberation and, and series of meetings and discussions and very open, very candid, very honest discussions. And, and I appreciated that. I think that's the benefit of working with people for a very long time is, uh, that you can be very honest with each other. And so I was very open about what I wanted and, and the directions I wanted to go, they were very open about the the roads and the possible avenues that they saw uh, in the future. And ultimately, those discussions kind of came to a point where we decided, well, then I think perhaps this might be the time for me to go my own direction. And And so that's what I did. Obviously, the pandemic was not part of the plan. I the the day that I was supposed to tell everyone that I was leaving was the first day that they closed our office. Uh, uh, and so uh, literally me starting the channel coincided almost day for day with this whole shutting down of the movies. And of course, at that time, we thought maybe it'd be a couple months like, OK, well, it's March. They might push the beginning of the summer movie season, but by June or July, we'll be back and, you know, we'll have the second half of the summer movie season. And so the, the concept of six months without movies coming out was certainly not on the table. Um, so that's been a challenge. Mara has been very amazing, um, and helping me brainstorm ideas of just like, how do we program this channel? <laughs> because it's supposed to be about reviews and box office and we have neither. Um, so it's been a great kind of, uh, bonding, creative thinking exercise for us. Yeah. Um, but you know, and, and but, but it, it also kind of is, 
it, it's it's been so amazing to see the support that I've gotten so far, and to know that we can be where we are. And I'm very happy with where we are. We're 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 ahead of really even my wildest expectations at this point. Um, but to know that we were able to get where we are without those things has just kind of been a very much a confidence booster. That that you know I think that that once there is some resumption of regularity and normality that we can pepper in the stuff we've been doing, add in things like reviews, which are already starting to happen again and box office, which is just now starting to happen again. And that, um, you know, we could really have, have something uh, that, uh, you know, could, could potentially grow uh, much more than it has, but even at where it is, I'm, I'm very happy and very, very pleased with how it's gone so far. It was, it was amazing. The support that, that you got for the channel, like even before the channel even like started, because it was like, it was like every day they were like, hey, let's have a goal for like where the channel, like how many people will have subscribed before the channel starts. And you kept having to push the goal higher because yeah. they kept hitting the goal every day. <laughs> it was really crazy. Um, and, you know, we had kind of made, and, and I understand like when I was still at Screen Junkies, we we said, okay, well, we're going to announce on this date and that I'm leaving. And then, you know, I agreed, like, I'm going to hold off on really pushing. I'm not going to launch the channel till after I'm gone. And that's why I launched it the Monday after I officially left. And, you know, I'm not going to make the whole thing about promoting and, and everything. It's like it, the focus should be on on my time here and, and what I've done here and not promoting what's next. And and so seeing that people were still willing to, to sort of join up preemptively was um, was really just kind of a... A really um, touching thing really is all I can say. It's just like, I was very shocked by that, that amount of support. That's I mean, it just goes to show you that between the screen junkies community and the Schmodown community, that they are the best fans on the face of the planet. Yeah. That's amazing. I got to say, it's funny. Cause I, um, I'll go behind the scenes. Now you guys know I produced for Ben and Drew. When you got, when you were on, you broke that news to them when I was on screen. I just kind of sat there. I was like, like I had to sit on that for like a, like a week or two, and I was like, I gotta tell somebody about this, and I didn't tell anybody. But I was like, I hey, remember cool. that. I remember seeing your face. I was like, I'm sorry, I burdened you with this knowledge. <laughs> like, oh, I apologize. Not <laughs> Who can I tell? Who can I tell? I yeah. My cat. I did tell my cat. That's about all I did. <laughs> oh, nice. I mean, that's the most important thing. I've got two. I've got one, one over there, and one over there. Uh, you know what? That uh, that's a great next question for Mara. I have to know your opinion on Paul's cat's name. Please, Paul, tell Dan and yeah, Mara Paul, the name of your, cat. of your cat. I have two Both cats. Of them. This is the one that hangs out with me all the time over here. Oh, uh, kitty! This is Indiana Jones Marty McFly. <laughs> all right. This little brother who's like just the same, almost the same, almost like a twin, but just smaller, is a short round Doc Brown. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what's the name that you use when they're in trouble? Is it the full <laughs> name or is it only half? <laughs> it's the full name. It's tough when they're both in trouble. So I got to say like eight names in a row. It's, it's, it's kind of tough. But <laughs> Can they I tell mean, how in trouble they are by how many names you use? Like <laughs> Once I get the six names, they're they're running. They're running. They know. <laughs> I like Indiana Jones, Marty McFly, but I have to say, short round Doc Brown is is kind of a it's kind of poetry. <laughs> I know that's exactly what I came up with. I was like, that's even better. <laughs> we uh, love an '80s movie in our house for sure. Yes, and yeah, sometimes we do call our show "Cat to Action." That would be very true. <laughs> I love that. I've, I'm trying. I have eye contact with both cats right now, and I'm 
I'm psychologically encouraging them to come make an appearance, but they're both very cozy right now because they got fed right before we started. So that way they wouldn't be, they would have been going. If as a child, I'm terrified of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey buddy, you heard me talk about you, huh? Oh, there you go. Oh. Cats always <laughs> equal ratings. Who I found that too. Everybody seems to love it. Cats and doggies. Cats and doggies. Yeah, write that down, Dan. Cats equal ratings. <laughs> Cats equal ratings. Pet to action. Well, we did actually have a, a suggestion in the chat earlier. Maybe while Dan was out of town, you could have a, a show of Merritt and the Cats take over. Uh, <laughs> well, right now, I will be completely honest. That is possible, but I am doing a little bit of a restructuring of our office. We're getting ready to make some upgrades to the set and stuff like that. Ooh. So it's a mess. It's a real big mess right now. Yeah. <laughs> but we 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 shall see. And as a potential about, like, upgrades, um, you know, you started during this pandemic, and at the start, oh. it was like, hey, oh, maybe this is a good idea because like hey, it's an internet. I'll have like I'll be unique, and then the pandemic happens, and immediately it's flooded the market with like everyone's making their own show or channel or anything, and then the price of any sort of gear that was web related like blew up it was like you couldn't oh, find yeah. anything good i've got a blue yeti microphone it might be the last one i think it might be the last one because we were looking for <laughs> another the last one, one ever and it's it's gone uh but yeah things like that webcam that everyone uses can't find it because i was thinking about getting one just to have as a, a you know if i want to do a show that's like a live stream but i don't want to put a capture card you know it's looking at different options and i was like oh this is the webcam that everyone uses yeah i i don't think they i don't think they even have them manufactured anymore i think they're just <laughs> gone um so yeah i i if i had left like two weeks later i don't know if i would have gotten any gear i would have been like setting up an old mini dv camera and like you know get finding a tape deck to capture it into my into the computer or something when we got lucky too we needed to get a, a new a different kind of microphone so uh we got super lucky that we even found one uh i went to some sources sources <laughs> yes was the first name Bobby and his last name Gucci? <laughs> you know honestly though we did do a little bit of like a a a, a drug deal in the parking lot sort of thing with, with Gucci for some N95 masks because yes, believe it or not, me. believe it or not, Bobby Gucci is a COVID compliance officer. <laughs> and I made him some cookies and cream what? ice cream cups in exchange for Dan to have the protection that he's been using right now during his trip. So and also extra some special drugs. thank you to Tom because Tom is amazing, by the way. We really, really love Tom. Yeah, oh, we, uh, Tom. Tom's a good guy. We love him too. Um, <laughs> the Gucci versus the whole thing going on with that. That's quite yeah, as it really is. <laughs> I want to ask you also. I know that you're really into baking. I love to hear you talk about baking, um, especially like when you get down to like the nitty gritty science of baking and stuff like that. That's always fun. Have you made uh, like? Is there anything that you've kind of invented on your own? Well, sort of. So uh, I, I just did these uh, these cookies and cream ice cream cups. So I made homemade ice cream and uh, I scraped out the innards of all the Oreos and I mixed it in with like the ice cream base. So the ice cream base was like pure uh, Oreo filling flavor. And then I, I crumbled up all the Oreos and put them in there. But then I made like a shortbread crust, but out of the Oreo cookie. Mm -hmm. And then so I, I used, um, 
I have this little perfect glass jar and I, I use these little cupcake cups, but they're made of like cardboard. And I, I made the little Oreo shortbread cookie inside of the cup. So it like went all the way up the sides. And then I filled it with the cookies and cream ice cream. And then I made like a dark chocolate ganache and I poured it over the top of it. And then I froze them. It was pretty amazing. It turns it really out that good. making homemade ice cream is not super hard. I thought it was really, really hard. Mara is like, she's like a great jazz musician when it comes to baking, <laughs> which is like, like there's like a like a like a bass line or like a piano tune playing that that's the recipe and then she just riffs on that and it just like escalates. I don't want to sound too much like Ryan Gosling and white guy explains jazz, but it just escalates into this other into this other thing uh, that's incredible. So sounds. I also make a really good. Um, Oh, what's the word for it? Um, a double doozy, which is like two different kinds of cookie. And then you make like some kind of like a frosting or, or something that goes in between them. Uh, and I made also really good whoopie pies. Dan, I think that's your, is that your favorite thing? Was the whoopie pie still? I mean, it was up until like the last two months you've been on fire. So the, what about the wedding cake I made for Mark and Julie or the, the birthday cake, cake I made for Julie, I think is the one you really liked. I really liked that, but I didn't really get to eat that. I got to eat the, you know, what we had, but the carrot, the carrot cake stuff was really good, and that ice cream was really good. But yeah, those whoopie pies were were pretty were pretty good too. I don't know. <gasps> Eric, Eric is my Zoom buddy. We do a little uh, Zoom uh, watch along every Friday night. We watch a different movie. We watched uh, Mask of the Phantasm this last oh Friday. Yeah. And one of our right. favorite Batman movies together. She does make great macarons. I feel like we're like torturing Dan a since he's away on vacation and talking about Mara's baking. Like no, he deserves this torture. That's true. He's we don't get it ever. And he doesn't look like me and Paul with all these baked goods running through the house. Like, are we you, give it are you on the treadmill while you're like there? Or what's going on here? We give them away. Mara gives them oh. all away. So to make all of it, to give all the weight to our friends. Ooh. Yeah, I want to give everyone we know diabetes. <laughs> Goals I know I love you. Goals <laughs> yeah, love. So uh, sweet. We're all so sweet that you get diabetes. <laughs> I loved what you said about uh, birthday cake uh, being one of your favorite things to make uh, because you get to personalize it and, and, and special for other people. That's what cooking has always been for me. It's something for other people to create that relationship. So I love to hear you talk about food and baking and cakes. What sort of stuff do you like to make for your friends? I so my my grandmother was really into baking so lots of cookies but not I am not fancy about a lot of stuff at all the only like um uh like old recipe that I have of my grandmother's is this pan de polvo recipe which is like Mexican wedding cookies mm -hmm. I love and those I make them every year for Christmas for my friends and my family and it's my favorite favorite <sighs> thing to make cinnamon and sugar is my favorite I love cinnamon so so I, make, oh, I make a really good dessert waffle. I just make a waffle and then I put a little bit of melted butter all over it and I toss it in a huge thing with cinnamon and sugar and then I put caramel ice cream on it and that's breakfast. Really oh. <laughs> breakfast the champions right there. I have a true champion as well. Oh. So I love that. Champs breakfast. Do you make flan? Champs breakfast. The greatest Champs woman on the planet. <laughs> I'm to Drew about that. I think we're going to change that to Champs breakfast. I like that a lot. <laughs> I do too. Paul, how you That's feeling? What we need to do. Is it time to go into this, this, or that? I think so, Paul. All right, we're gonna have to do it now. Uh, you guys, if you watched the show before, you know that we, I have this segment we call this or that. Um, I'm gonna be giving Dan and Mara uh, option A, option B, and they get to choose between them. Um, it could be anything. You guys can throw something in the chat if you'd like. Uh, they can ask for clarification. They can. 
not and just go ahead and give short answers. It's up to them, really. So uh, we have some that we've written specifically for them. We have some that we ask every uh, week. That's kind of a, our baseline, so to speak, that we go come back for back and forth to. Um, but without further ado, the first one we always ask, if you watched the show last week, um, okay. our 50th episode, our one-year anniversary, we had Team Action on. Um, we got to show them a special video, oh. a compilation. Um, <laughs> it's the compilation of every time we've ever asked this question. I wouldn't, really. I wouldn't go ah, but they both did love it because only because one half of Team Action is very, very, very good about about <laughs> the shit we like to give them. Mm-hmm. Are you Team Guy or are you Team Trader? Dan, I'll let you go first. I was wondering because you do have the faction. I know you have faction love, but you are facing him. So I'm wondering if you're going to maybe I go. I think I it. still have to stick with Team Trader, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. That's yeah, fine. The faction's okay. now tied because, you know, Gucci and Riley both picked Guy. Gucci and Riley did both pick Guy. And Roka picked Bateman. So. Roka picked Bateman? Roka did pick Bateman. Yeah. Oh, so he's he in his faction. That's why he picked me. That's why. Wow. Impressive. Well, I, I feel like just on the basis of choosing for once to mindfully disagree with Dan, I will I will choose Guy. All right. <laughs> and also because, you know, we've got great relationships with, with both of them, but I, I want to share the love. Share the love. Good for you. I love too. So far, actually, the score now after you two is 31-17 Guy at this point. So... <laughs> They did love it. They did love it. I'll send you the video. I was wow. so surprised. Don't tell him I said it like that, but I am. We won't tell. We won't tell him at all. I promise. We won't tell him. Okay, so oh, yeah, he'll never find out. Oh, yeah, <laughs> was that really? When Molly David against him, he was so upset. <laughs> well, Gucci was definitely the worst. Right? Gucci was the one that kind of Ben just under, oh. didn't understand what was going on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's really good. Ben is really good about the shit we have had joking around. It was uh, he took it, he takes it very well. So, all right, but moving on after that, after the initial question, now we're gonna have to make season two a season two video eventually. But uh, all right, so next next up, how about this? Okay, Kirk, Spock, and Bones. Or Brody, Quint, and Hooper. You did this on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> not what I usually ask every week. You're right. Because <laughs> I compare these three all the time because it's the same <laughs> dynamic. Okay. Um, it's my favorite movie, so I got to go Brody, Quint, and Hooper. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Kirk, Spock, and Bones. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I always feel like I have to start with doing a scoreboard about who's gonna if you guys are on the same side or not at a lot of these things. <laughs> well, I think my reasoning is that like obviously I have original series cast and I do love them, but I also would really love the dynamic of the new um, reboot cast. So I think because I've gotten it's not necessarily um, style versus substance, etc. But like I do have so much more and a variety of that more to choose from. So, uh, but it's funny though because Dan, who are you in Jaws? I'm Brody. And who am I? You're Hooper. Exactly. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So who's, Quint, uh, who's Quint? Gucci. I can see Roka as, as Quint. Yeah. Oh, I could totally see Roka as Quint. Oh, yeah. A little gruffer, a little older, a little... Uh... <laughs> that That's the thing He's about some Scott stuff. Vance. He's got black eyes like a doll's eye. <laughs> 
Oh, God, that is phenomenal. Okay. Uh, how about... That was great. Hans Zimmer or Michael Giacchino? Oh, Michael Giacchino. Done. I got to go, go Giacchino, too. I think Hans Zimmer is a great composer, but he recycles too much, so I got to go Giacchino. That's a good point. That's a good point. I like the idea that Hans Zimmer just routinely falls asleep on instruments, and that's a style. But um, some of the most amazing movie music that is not written by John Williams is is written by G. Kino. I love it. Okay, well, let me throw it in there then. I'll throw it in there. G. Kino or Williams for you then? No. <laughs> no. Wow. I'm not going to say okay. Let's move on. Never, never happened in the history of chill action, but yes, we're here for it. Oh, I'm glad I can make the highlight reel for next year. There you go. We'll definitely make my way real. Okay, I uh, don't let people get away with it often, but you are uh, somebody special in that case. Uh, okay, how about okay. sweet treats or savory treats? Savory. I'm a, I'm a sweet treats guy. So. Oh, I, like sweet I crave more salty things. I don't have a big sweet tooth despite constantly baking sweet things. Mm. Okay, fair savory. enough. And Dan has a huge sweet tooth, which is great because he lives with me. Yeah. That is pretty perfect. Okay. Did you ever catch the, uh, the, there was a trend a while back, maybe like 10 years ago, where they would pay, take savory, typically savory desserts and put, um, or typically sweet desserts and put savory things into them, like garlic flan or like um, different flavors, like uh, sriracha ice cream and things like that. Yeah, I've. Like I haven't dabbled with it much, but I like that sort of stuff. I like those mashups. Those are cool for me. It really like tricks the mind because like your mind is thinking or your tongue is or your mind is expecting something sweet and then something savory hits your tongue and you're like, what is going on here? I also like um, stuff that's kind of in line with that thing a couple months ago where like everyone was freaking out because everything is cake. I like making cakes and cookies and things that look like real food, but are actually cakes. Okay. <laughs> that was quite a trend for a little while. It actually freaked me out every once in a while. I saw some of those things. I was like, how did Dan did not see like any of this stuff. So one day I'm going to have to make a reaction video to Dan watching some of those everything is cake things because he he missed this completely. He had no idea what it was. I had to explain it to him. I actually had that in my notes to ask you about that, to ask your opinion about that because I thought that whole trend was crazy also. <laughs> that video will be as good as when uh, Mike Kalinowski watched the WAP video and and Shannon filmed him watching that. <laughs> we need some reactions to different things. I like that. Okay. How uh, about Bill Preston Esquire or Ted Theodore Logan? I'll let you go ahead with this one, Dan. I'm going to go with Ted. I think that Ted has a um, a very sweet aloofness to him. So I'm going with Ted. Okay. Now I have to be honest. I had not seen a Bill and Ted movie until Dan showed them to me, and I've only seen them once. And I don't have enough to form an opinion because I've only seen them both once, and I don't have a sentimental attachment to them like other people. So um, I will respectfully abstain. But just as a uh, a small nugget, I would go Keanu just because I love Keanu. But that's not a basis for an actual decision. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, this is this is hey, this or that. Head. Anything can be a basis for a decision. Yeah, you can say you could say just on that. Just because Keanu, I can go with him just because of that. Keanu. There you go. Keanu it is. Well, then speaking of Keanu, I'll throw that one in there. Then, uh, Matrix or John Wick? John Wick. For me. John, Wick. John Wick. John Wick. Really? Oh, so he's cool. an animal activist. Okay. 
That's very true. <laughs> if we had those kinds of punishments for animal cruelty, there wouldn't be so many uh, Sarah McLaughlin commercials talking to me about people abusing animals. Oh my gosh, uh, those are the worst. Like the best, but the worst. You know what I mean? Uh, can't watch them. I can't. I get so sad. No, we turn yeah. the channel. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about a train wreck? I have to watch the whole commercial. Oh. <laughs> then I'm crying. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm giving my money away at that point. Uh, oh, yeah. Poutine or loaded French fries? I hate mayonnaise, so for me, it's loaded French fries. Okay. What's wrong with you? Wait, you know <laughs> that I hate there's, mayonnaise. Who told you there's mayonnaise in poutine? There's no so mayonnaise, mayonnaise in gravy. poutine. Mayonnaise? Or is it it's gravy? gravy. No, it's oh, gravy. It's gravy with French fries with cheese curds. No. Well, I don't like gravy either, so still loaded French fries. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're just trying to do this. You do have loaded French fries have sour cream on them, right, Dan? Yeah, but I but they also and you have hate bacon sour cream and cheese. Wait, are you one of those people that hate white things in food? That's a thing. I am not. No, I am not a racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's literally people who will not eat white foods like cheese, sour cream, mayonnaise. Oh, no. I don't like okay. my sour cream and mayonnaise, but I like whipped cream and cheese and okay. other stuff. Vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Yogurt. You eat yogurt. Yeah. I'm not there allowed to talk about mayonnaise on this channel. So. Why? <laughs> mayonnaise is awful. All right. Let me. Well, I'll, I'll ask the question. We'll have the question there. Well, I'm going to go with poutine, by the way, because I never get to have it because I'm never up north. And when I am, because I, I stayed with cousins up there for for a really, really long time. So I consider myself an honorary Canadian. Um, and because Thanks. I also love hockey. But I would, I'm going to go with poutine, hands down. All right. Oh, yeah. Eric Barnes saying you're growing sour cream and mayo. Okay. Thank uh, you, the, the question we all had in our podcast is how do you make your grilled cheese sandwiches? Some people I know, should I say why or should I ask? Just ask the question. No, no, no. you got to say why because that's the whole point. Some people use butter on the bread and then put it in. Some people use mayo on the outside of the bread in order to make their grilled cheese sandwich. Which do you use? All right. Are you ready for your minds to be blown? All right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Both. <laughs> on the so outside? I, yeah. So I do a Wait, little like, tiny... Smear. Nope. I do a little smear of a salted butter, just a really super light amount. But then especially focusing on the edges, I do a little bit of mayonnaise and it just gets this crunch, especially if you use Texas toast or like uh, a really thick cut sourdough or something. You can ask Dan. Dan hates mayonnaise, but I was making... Um, it was a, a panini of some, or no, not a panini. It was a like a veggie patty sandwich, like mm -hmm. a buffalo chicken morning star veggie patty on Texas toast with some um, habanero jack cheese that I sliced up. And I, I was like, "Do you like it?" He's like, "Yeah, I love it." And so I made that and some other like a burger, a bacon gouda burger on the same bread a couple days later or something. And I asked him, I said, "Do you like it?" He's like, "Yeah, I like it." I was like, I "Put mayonnaise on that." And he's like, "I don't even care. I like it." So, <sighs> I have never heard someone go with both. That's a very different. I'm but you're cooking it off the mayonnaise, like it's cooked off a little bit, so it's you're not oh, yeah, you know. regular mayonnaise, like so. Alex I mean, was a very much team mayo. That's what it was. Yeah. Alex, she was her part of the conversation. She was very team mayo. Uh, I was very team butter. I've never tried both. Though, so. Okay, all right. Well, as uh, how about this one then? I know. Pretend your cats can't hear you. Okay. Sir Pounce or muffin? Oh no. <laughs> That's like asking, do I want to cut off my right arm or my left arm? And I'm ambidextrous, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, like, 
I'm going to throw it. I thought another bus. Brandy Parker gave me that one, just so you know, so you can yell at her later on. If you <laughs> think right. I'm choosing between the, my one of my two adopted cats, you are sorely mistaken. <laughs> I'll say this: if you want the the cuddle bug, you're gonna pick Sir Pouts. Okay. If you want um, psychotic, playful uh, she demon, then you want muffin because she, she like gets really catnipped out and she gets like those super big eyes. And then she just runs around like crazy and she likes to kill her toys. So I routinely have to sew them up and I put new catnip in them. And then I just find like catnip all over the floor somewhere. And I'm like, okay, she killed it. So, um, she has this little bell on a, on a, on a, on a pipe cleaner, uh, pipe cleaner. And you what she does, it's the most frightening thing I've ever seen. She'll you, you'll you'll toss it across the floor and she'll run after it and she'll and she'll catch it and she'll pick it up in her mouth and she'll break its neck and then put it back on the ground. It's it's terrifying. Oh man, you know, I'll have to try to send it to you guys at some point. So that way if we ever come back, you can show it. But uh I finally got birds to come to our bird feeders that are on our patio. And the very first time, like I took a little video of like Muffin was looking at him and looking at him, and she just charged as hard as she could into the glass. But I mean, she like, if you if you freeze frame it, she like stops herself a fr like a millimeter before she actually hits the glass. But it was so surprising. It scared me so bad. I started screaming and I was like, are you okay? What's wrong with you? Are you fine? And she's just sitting there like hunting the birds. She doesn't even care. It was so crazy. True. She's a little predator. She would murder everything outside if we let her out. Okay, so I have to ask, did you name Sir Pounce after Tommen's kitten? Yep. Yep. We got uh, Sir Pounce. He turned six years old this, no, seven, seven years old this year. Right. Is that right, Dan? Yeah. And so uh, when I got him, he, his name was Simon when he came from the rescue, but um, he wasn't a Simon and he didn't like it very much. And uh, I was rereading Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones was, was becoming a big thing. And uh, I was like, you're Sir Pounce. Cause he would boing. He like, he's like a bunny and he boings around. So I was like, you're Sir Pounce. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, Brandy. Sorry, Brandy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That's okay. She's one of my mods, too. I know. I love Brandy, by the way. We yeah, won't have awesome. you ever. Yeah. Action Army as well. We love Brandy. Or at least Paul waited a while to throw her under the bus. Oh, wait. No, he didn't. <laughs> I went right at the chat. <laughs> I was scared of Mara. She did what she said no earlier. I was scared of her. I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm this big. Don't be scared. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. Catch she that crush thing. you with her bare hands. It is Catch true. That. Dan, tell them about my uh, my ridiculous hand strength. She has an insane amount of, of hand strength. It's, I don't mind admitting it. It's, 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 it's like it's like she's like Ursa. She could pick up a steel bar and just bend it in front of you. Uh, it's 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 astonishing. I uh, I cheat when I arm wrestle back in the Navy. I would never try to actually move someone's arm. I would just squeeze their hand as hard as I possibly could. And then if they gave up, I would win. <laughs> I would be done in a heartbeat. I have no grip strength. I have none. Did you go full over the top while you did it? Like, did you turn your hand around? <laughs> I mean, I I, I've, I had a, a quite a large selection of hats, but we were not allowed to turn them around. So unfortunately, oh, no, true. I wasn't that cool. Yeah. I wasn't a rule breaker, except all the other rules I broke, but not that one. <laughs> that was the one. <laughs> yeah, that was where I drew my line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this one, uh, another one. I'll give it. I'll give Brandy credit for this one too. Uh, 
Prisoners or Requiem of a Dream? Oh, she took this from our Q and A because you said you wanted this one. <laughs> Asking that shot. <laughs> Mm. This is very much a a Bateman versus Guy choice because they both love one of these two movies. I think that I think that Requiem is the better movie, but I'm going to pick Prisoners because I could stand to watch it more than once every ten years. So I'm going to go with Prisoners just because just for the fact that I could revisit it and more easily. Oh, see, I'm going to say prisoners, but for a different reason. I uh, I think they are both equally as painful and visceral to watch, but because Requiem for a Dream is a little more detached for me, just because I can't, I'm very fortunate to not have ever had like issues with substance abuse or things like that, nor have I had close relationships with people that have. So I do feel somewhat separate from the reality of what that is and what that's like, as well as um, the fact that it does have some fantastical elements to it. Prisoners, I mean, anybody can can get kidnapped. I mean, I, I am tiny, people could take me. So uh, I would well, like to think that they have to go all right. Jackman or Paul Dano for me. So you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go prisoners. I'm just, I'm just picturing someone world. trying to take Mara and she's holding on to a bar with her ridiculous <laughs> hand strength preventing her from taking her. <laughs> While Sir Pounce is ready to come along and take care of business, you know. <laughs> right. Also, Melissa Leo, I feel like, is the best part of any of those two movies. I think it's Melissa Leo, right? And Prisoners. She's really yes. good in that movie. She is. She is very good. Um, okay. Uh, studio or live events? I have to say live events, right? You do. You have to. Yeah, they're going to live, Well, I was going to say we should both say live events because we're both undefeated at live events. That's true, yeah. I do love the energy of a live event, too. Um, it's it's The studio's great. It's it's more intimate, and you get to actually talk to more people and see more people, but you really can't compare it to the atmosphere of a live event in my book. I agree. I agree with that. I talked okay. about Dave's live event where they chanted um, – you deserve it. One of my favorite live event moments was when you, I think it was at the live event when you, when Mar picked movie release dates, it was like, I'll take it. And like the crowd was like, Ooh, like it was a I very like crazy. I, uh, I put that on the wheel for that match. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So I'm glad that Mike, I kept up some sort of ruse that it wasn't completely like I was so lucky. I spun it on my first spin. Cause that's what I wanted. Cause I really wanted to, to have it be like, no one wants movie release dates. I want movie release dates. <laughs> oh, I like that. That was the that was the crowd was definitely into it for sure. You should uh, enter the mission match that they have, where Bateman and a uh, man's go at it, and occasionally somebody else. You should you get in on that then? Ooh, oh man! Do you think that I? Uh, I don't know if I have enough clout to get a, an invite. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll put our clout towards we'll it. <laughs> Like now that you're on call to action, just so you- <laughs> now you made it, right? Yeah, exactly. I have, I have. I'm, I'm in the big leagues now. You have no idea. I showered for this, people. Wow, <laughs> one of us did. <laughs> I also fell asleep on my floor after that shower, but you know, that's okay. It's always, I, it's always good to take a nap. I love that. So, I mean, I'm not joking. Like, I fell asleep on the carpet, like face in carpet. <laughs> I've actually done that before myself. I, I, sometimes it just you have to do it. It has to happen, right? I'm a I'm a small person also, so it's very easy for me to fit into places and easily just fall asleep. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I get it. Awesome. You would also be a hide and seek champion. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'll do uh, two more, and then we'll go one more Star Trek one. Data or Spock? That's tough. Mm, that's hard. That's very hard. I'm gonna I like go it when Paul gives hard ones. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going Spock. Okay. Why? Why do you say that? Uh, I think that, I mean, I love Data's friendship with Jordy, but I think that Spock's bond with Kirk and with Bones adds a little more dimension to his character. And I think he got to cover more ground than Data did overall throughout the course of the shows and the movies and stuff. So I'm going Spock. I understand that. And I do agree with you. And this was a very hard choice, but I'm going to go data because he is a wholly unique character. Like we have other Vulcans, like we have Sarek, we have uh, Valeris, like we, we have so many other different people that uh, have kind of been there to display that difference between what is feeling deep emotion, but behaving in a way that's logical, which I really identify with, but Data is his own creature. And sure, yeah, you have, he has brothers and they're the same, but they're not the same. I like the idea that uh, he can learn all these new things. He is one of the only non-Vulcan characters to ever successfully subdue someone with a Vulcan neck pinch, which is also really cool, which he shouldn't be able to do, but he does, but whatever. We don't, we're not gonna address that. Dan and I have, a, have an issue with that, but it's fine. Um, but I like the idea that he was also a really big beacon for people that are on the spectrum to identify with in Star Trek. So I, uh, I'm i gonna go Data. Wow, I didn't remember. You went more in depth than I, but I went when thinking about the On the spectrum, <laughs> I never even thought about that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> All right. All right. I do have one more. I do have one more to throw in there. Okay. My crew gave me this one. I don't know it myself. Twizzlers or red vines? Twizzlers. Yep. I'll leave red vines if they're there, but if given the choice, I'm going with Twizzlers. Plus, <laughs> they make great straws. Yeah. <laughs> Like red vines, you expose a red vine to air for like five minutes and oh, it becomes yeah. a tree branch. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's uh, if, you, if you can open that huge tub, which will last you six months, by the way, they're good for six minutes and a tub will last you for six months. But if you can get one fresh out of the tub, then it might stand a better shot against the Twizzler. But no, I, I think you got to go Twizzlers. <laughs> uh, they're going neither. And actually, that's actually what I tend to go for, neither myself. But that's all right. Twizzlers See, I don't like traditional licorice. I I just only like Twizzlers or Red Vines. I'm weird. <laughs> I don't like any licorice, to be honest. Any licorice, Twizzlers, any of that stuff. I don't know why, but that's just me. Uh, all right, that, well, that will end this or that for now. You have both survived your experience in this or that. And then you come out unscathed. So uh, thank you so much. That means chat. Uh, it's time for you to start getting your questions ready. We'll be bringing on our lovely, wonderful <laughs> producer, Kelsey, so glad to have you back, Kelsey. How are you today? I'm excited. This was such a great episode. I'm excited to ask these chat questions. We had some Streamlabs come in that I'm excited to ask. All right. Yeah, that's right, right everybody. Awesome. Uh, so uh, everyone in the chat right now, this is your time. If you have any questions for Dan and Mara, please make sure that you get them in. Uh, Streamlabs and Super Chats will have priority. That's the only thing in there. Uh, but before we get to those questions, while we let you all get those in, we're going to go ahead and plug some stuff that's going on on the channel the rest of this week. I'm going to let Paul start. 
Okay. Well, on Wednesday, well, we're doing breakdowns, of course. I've been doing a lot of these call down breakdowns. Um, every, not every match, we've been trying to do as much because there's just so many matches with the tournaments. It's been hard to like, schedule all these different breakdowns. So, um, so we are going to be announcing those soon, which ones we're going to be breaking down. Um, and then we will break down the rest of them. We'll talk about on Action Live, which will be next Saturday at that point. Um, we got a week worth of matches, all sorts of good matches coming up from that. Um, we are actually going to be taking a week off from Chill. Uh, this is the first time we've taken a week off in forever. Uh, so Daniel, cover from this interview. With the cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, we're very sorry. That we took was in June, but we took break was in June, was it? That's it. Feels like that was forever ago. Okay. Okay. We only did take two in the year, so that's pretty pretty happy for us. So uh, we will come back a week after that on our new day Sunday. Um, the last thing we will talk about is Schmo Bates is on Wednesday our debate show. Uh, we have a corruption themed debate happening. Uh, I believe. Do we, Kelsey? Who is uh, the the uh, who's debating? Yes. Uh, the co-host is Shannon. Yeah, she's co-host. Awesome. And then, oh my gosh, Alex, I'm drawing a blank. I, uh, I, I believe it's Marisol versus Chance. Chance, Allison. That's what I thought it yep. was too. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh, to too. oh yeah, Chance on my screen again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's right. <laughs> um, but that is our, our week. And then we'll be back to our normal schedule the next week as well and chill uh, back on Sundays. That's our new day Sundays. So without further ado, Kelsey, do you want to start before, breaking before down? That, the, uh, we need to get we, need, we should get Mara on Schmobate sometime because you were a nationally ranked debater at one point, I believe. Indeed, I was. Wow, Billy with the research coming in there. Look at that. All right. Well, that's something we'll definitely have to talk about at some point. Then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, that's what helped me win my movie fight against Dan in New York. Uh, that's what also helped me win that amazing movie fights debut deathmatch trophy that's over by our TV. Uh, <laughs> I might be good at it. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> Alex in the chat. You know that Alex will have to reach out and see what we can do. <laughs> All right, Kelsey, go ahead. Okay, well, starting with some of the Streamlabs that came in. Let's see which one. Okay, so we have one from Brandy uh, saying, just support from some of my favorite people. Also, the match that is needed is Dan and Sam versus Rachel and Mara. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> would it be either Geekdom or would it be just regular team stuff? That's the wicked. Yeah. Match with like the four champions, you could have some kind of combination of uh, inner geekdom and singles, correct? I mean, that would be something like way that. to tackle it. Christian, listen to us, that's a good We're exhibition. Match right stand together and they're the underdogs, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if it's inner geekdom, then yeah, we would be. Are you kidding me? For sure, we get crushed, <laughs> crusher. We get crushed. Literally get crushed. <laughs> well, yeah, but I wouldn't want to put Rachel at a disadvantage because I'm the only I'm the only one that has only ever competed in inner geekdom. I wouldn't want to drag her down. She's a champion. It would be an interesting dynamic. <laughs> Good question, Brandy. I love that. All right. All right Next Kelsey. we have one from Jake Yacovetta. Uh it's just a comment. Just for future reference, y'all shouldn't entertain Paul with any Ed Harris talk unless you want to see a grown ass man turn into a fangirl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I have a love for Ed Harris. That's great. Ever since I saw a the love? abyss, is that how we're gonna describe it? A love. <laughs> I would say that there was that that somebody made it still in here. Probably is still in here. Somebody is showing our love. If I can find out where is it, yeah, it's still there. Yes, 
That's it. Oh, <laughs> that is disturbing. <laughs> it haunts oh my, my dreams. It's a nightmare. I want our wedding to look just like that. Except I want to wear a black dress, <laughs> but your mom won't let me. I am gonna have a hard time sleeping tonight. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what my dream. It's like that thing that you would watch on the internet where it's like they'd have that exorcist thing where it's like a quiet video and then they'd pop something up and it'd be like, ah, and you'd watch people watching it and they do that. And that's what I'm doing on the inside right now. Ever since, so that's what it is. Thank you, Jake, for uh, all right, we got another one from Eric Lane. It says, I got in the Navy nuclear program. I didn't make it all the way through. Getting in is hard. Getting through it is harder. Barrett is the best of the best. Love watching Dan and Mara. Classy and intelligent. No question, just thanks. Uh, oh. RIP countdown question mark to new mutants. Indeed. Oh, yeah, Dan. I missed that already. The countdown has ended. It is. It's new over. came out. Crazy. <laughs> Just such such stu uh, stunning reviews. Like it's all worth waiting for, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I I was looking forward to it. I was I was disappointed by how little I enjoyed it. Uh, I just thought it I was. Also uh, it's a movie that suffered from not deciding what kind of movie it was going to be. Is it going to be mm -hmm. a horror movie, a coming of age movie, a thriller? Uh, it's the. Uh... <sighs> yeah, could have used those reshoots. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. They, they probably <laughs> didn't want to put any more money into that thing. They probably made the right choice because they could stand to make some money back. Maybe depending on how it does. No competition. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, true. Very true. And then next question from Ben. Hi guys, awesome Ooh. show. Dan, how much do you want to play Kevin Smith in a match for a payback for that movie fight? Answer at San Diego Comic Con that year. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting payback. I've been kicking myself over that. Do you guys know what the, what they're talking about? I don't. <laughs> there was a live movie fights that we did on stage at Comic-Con a few years ago. It was myself versus Kevin Smith versus Elijah Wood. Live on stage, packed audience. And the way that it works is, and I swear this is a psychological advantage that Kevin Smith had. You, the way that it works is usually you know what the answers are ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So they send the questions, you get the answers back, you can prepare for it. But Kevin was like, oh, I'm super busy, so I don't, I can't send the answers beforehand. But, you know, just roll with it. We're like, okay, fine. So the question was, what movie should be erased from history forever? Um, and so I go into my spiel, my pre-prepared answer, and I was like, I think it's Jaws 2, because Jaws 2 invented the needless sequel, and it gave us all the terrible summer movie sequels that we've seen today, and blah, 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 blah. And it goes to Kevin, and he goes, Triumph of the Will. <laughs> and everyone just goes like, well, shit. Yes. Then I have to make the case for why we should preserve Triumph of the Will instead of Jaws 2. Um, but here's the thing, though. You took the wrong tactic. Well, yeah, he threw me for a loop. So I, in the next week in the shower, I came up with this great argument about... <laughs> Well, yeah, you, you can't you, erase that can't painful erase part history, of history. And if you're doomed, if you forget it, then you're doomed to repeat it. It was a wonderful argument that I came up with a week too late. What I did was just <laughs> kind of blather about Star Wars or something. I'm like, I'm George Lucas and Star Wars and Hitler sucks, but Star Wars is awesome. It's some nonsense. 
<laughs> so yes, there's a measure of revenge I would like to get on Kevin Smith, but plus the fact that he beat me every time he was on movie fights, every <laughs> single time he was on movie fights, he beat me. So I'd love to, you know, Freddy Krueger and welcome to my world, even though movie fights <laughs> is also kind of my world. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it'd be wonderful. I'd love that. Plus, plus we can bond over not being able to remember who Bruce Willis is. <laughs> yeah, I love that. <laughs> We have to have Bruce Willis on the desk for that match. Uh, <laughs> oh, there should be a Bruce Willis category on the wheel, but it should just be the whole yeah, wheel is just whole one wheel. Big Willis photo. Mm-hmm. In the category like- of paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> when am I going to get paid? In the category of Hudson Hawk. Nobody gets that answer, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right, Kelsey. Next one, uh, Star Drew asked several times in the chat, I need to know too, pineapple on pizza or no? Be careful with your answer if you want my support. Wow, Jake. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. This is a tough one. Mara, you can answer first. You always make me go first. <laughs> I, I do not begrudge anyone the choice of toppings on their pizza. And I am a big lover of pineapple. I can do amazing things with a pineapple. But I am a more, I like salty pizza. I like feta cheese. I like I like bacon. Uh, I I like Kalamata olives. I want to get high blood pressure from my pizza, and so I don't necessarily want to have something sweet on my salty pizza. But I will eat pineapple before the pizza and after the pizza, and I won't judge people that do put it on pizza. But it's it's a no for me. I like that answer too. I I have eaten pineapple on pizza and it was okay, but it is not a choice that I would make proactively. I would not order usually that canned stuff too. It's not even fresh pineapple. Good. Plus warm pineapple just doesn't sit right with me. And cold anything on pizza also doesn't sit right with me if it's on a hot pizza. So either way, it's just not for me. I will throw something in there. Just say, just because you said the cold thing. If you ever have a chance, throw some cold shredded cheese on top of your hot pizza. It actually does really work really well. It's a old Greek. So this old Greek guy in my neighborhood threw that out on my pizza once. Mind blown. I don't okay. know what it was. It was really good. So, okay. man, we've talked pizza two days in a row, and now all I want is eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but without pineapple, all of you pineapple people, <laughs> we win <went> again. <laughs> it does begrudge people for putting pineapple on pizza. He does. You're he does. very heavily begrudges. <laughs> It's okay. Well, I won't judge you for that. <laughs> so, did we retain Jake's support or not? I don't know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> find out. Sure. yeah, I'm unclear. Yeah. No, I, I, think Jake, I, I agree, agree on if the pineapple doesn't belong on pizza. We'll have to okay, see what Jake okay. says. We'll have to see what Jake says. Uh, Jake, you let us know, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, while we yeah, wait for that, another question. Yeah. Out of some of the newer inner geekdom players that we saw in the tournament, who would you both like to play? Oh, that's a good question. Mm. Good question. Ooh, I mean, I'll be honest though, the player that I most want to play besides Dan Merle, but who's an actual existing Intergeekton player is Kevin Smets. He and I want to play each other so badly. Like we have such a deep respect for each other, not just as people, but as players. And I just know it would be so much fun and we would both just be trying not to laugh the entire time. So I really, really, really want to play Kevin and I am positive it is going to happen. So, but if I had to go with new players, I don't know. What? I think that match was supposed to happen like at the beginning of the right. season, wasn't it? Yeah. That was supposed to be my return. That's why Kevin and I, we were so heartbroken over it. Yeah. Um, and he's been so supportive. He's checked in on me with my health. Um, 
over and over again this whole year. Um, obviously, I've been checking in on Baby Smasher, um, who will be making uh, her debut very shortly. So, um, yeah, so he's he's just an all around great dude. Um, Dan, do you have anybody else? I know you'd probably be interested in playing Kevin eventually uh, well, we, when you got up to that we, caliber. Oh, definitely. I mean, to, to be able oh, to play Kevin, and then we did. I the, mean, you've already lost to him once, so you did. Be okay he's with already, it. yeah, he already lost to him once because he was in the champs. Uh, the, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. The all the champs, champ of champs the exhibition fun. match. He's the champion of champions right now. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking of going, uh, thinking back to the tournament to see uh, who all was in there. I mean, I think uh, obviously he's my faction mate, but the barbarian obviously it just would love to match brains with oh, him. Yeah. He's just a wonderful person, a wonderful faction mate just all around good good dude so the warfather yeah. has been in our chat tonight so i mean i'm sure like maybe, oh, maybe I totally play eric that'd be fun <laughs> Are you kidding me? totally but can you yeah, i could bring a tiny hammer to go along with his actual <laughs> yes. big hammer that's one of my favorite gen one of the best moments best post-match interview moments ever was when uh he gave the the hammer to Jen Sturger, and she like sold, and it was too heavy for her to pick up. So good, I like it. <laughs> so good. Right. Next question: Or just to say, Dan explores anime is so much fun, and have been honored to start the amazing Mara page on Facebook. Thank you for visiting. Chill. P.S. Hope to see Cowboy Bebop. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I I've enjoyed exploring anime. I and I and I want to keep doing it. Sadly, that is one of those ideas that I came up with on the channel that I was like, "Oh, this would be so much fun," and I think people are really gonna dig it. <laughs> it just really didn't. Um, so uh, I want to keep watching, but I've had this sort of back burner the anime videos for now, but I'd like to keep doing it. Maybe if I can establish myself a little bit more and get a little bit more of a base, then they could, they could perform a little better. And I don't know. It was really tough. I couldn't tell if people like, cause I've seen anime videos do really well. And I couldn't tell if it's like people like didn't like that. I was coming into it. Like, I don't know anything about this stuff and was like, ex like discovering it. It's like, because they're like, don't you know this? I'm like, no, that's the whole thing. And I don't know, I don't know this. Dan yeah. explores anime. I know nothing about any of, of this. And I'm, I like what I see, but yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Speaking of that kind of thing, I would like to just shoot my shot and say I would love to see a Why I Love the Rock video. That's what I want to say. <laughs> oh, hey, I don't, I don't think that that is going to be a problem long term at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you want to tease a little bit about um, the one that is going to be coming out soon? Yeah, it's one about, you know, I did Why I Love Jaws and I did Why I Love Robocop, which are two wonderful movies that I love. The next one is a movie that's not so good. It's actually very bad that I loved pieces and have watched a lot, a lot, an obscene number of times. So that's one direction that I want to take for the series is it's not just going to be why I love great movies, although that'll be part of it, but it's also why I love movies that are just I just love it. I love this movie. I love it. I love every second of it. It's terrible. but I love it. <laughs> And I'm actually going to be working on editing that right after we finish this, probably for yeah, a little Mara's while. Helping out, help. She went to, we, we did some editing stuff and yeah, Mara's, Mara's yeah, already getting better. Getting better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm excited to hear this now because I love that kind of stuff. I had an idea a long time ago to do something like that, watching why this isn't the worst movie you've ever seen kind of thing. Like I love that stuff. So. Oh, but, uh, mine is very much about why it is the worst movie you've ever seen, but I love it anyway. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. <laughs> if we can, we'll try to script in a really specific reference, um, something Ed Harris related just for you yeah. whenever we do I Love the Rock. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> awesome. That, you know, that makes Don't do it. Don't feed the ego anymore. <laughs> Don't feed the it's true love, Billy. It's true love. Come on. It's, all it is. It, it's something. It's something. You should play all a right. prank on him. Make him think he's going to get net, like said and then it gets bleeped out or something like that. In <laughs> April is only a few short months away in pandemic time. <laughs> all right. Uh, next one from Nerd Chronic. Hey. Nerd Chronic. Love Eric here. Mara's Rise was the first Schmodown story I actively followed, and my first live event promo was for Dan. Love all your accomplishments in and out of the game. Do you two have a film you both adore equally? Um, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's awesome. I didn't know that either. I'm a big fan of of, uh, of his promos are He's amazing. Incredible. Like as an editor, I have editor envy over that stuff. Um, it's so good. Um, Let's see. I don't believe he's a real person. He's so nice and like, <laughs> none of his, like no one like, ever so nice. has a bad word to say about him. <laughs> we went out to Spectacular. We went to his house and then he went and took us to a restaurant. He bought he's us all dinner. Nicest guy I've ever met in my life. Oh, wow. I love it. But did you did you go back to that house the next day and it was all boarded up and they're like, nobody's <laughs> years. I had a lot to drink, so I wouldn't remember anyway. I, had a lot I wouldn't drink. remember. It had folded in on itself and sucked back into the <laughs> portal to hell or something. Exactly. The movie is all fun equally. I mean, oh. I think we have several that we both Sorry. really adore. I mean, um, Indiana Jones, the particular oh, yeah. the Lost Ark, I would say we both adore very equally. Um, yep. Um, hmm. I mean, we both love E.T. E.T., yeah, very much. Uh, we both is love, uh, we love Empire. Empire. Oh, oh, so you want to say love and the other one does not like it all, and you're like, really, this again? <laughs> not really. I think there's only ever been one movie we saw where, because I empathized with one character in the film, and he empathized with a very different character in the film, it was one of the only movies that we've ever seen where it was like, I could do with not ever seeing that again. And he was like, it was fine. Like, you know, it was probably one of the only times we've ever not really agreed, but it wasn't like it was based on the quality of the film. It was just our emotional attachments to it. But we all, we almost agree completely about everything. We have yeah. exactly the same preferences about almost all things. Yeah, it's rare that we really agree on something. <laughs> Summer mayonnaise? Yeah, Summer mayonnaise. <laughs> Actually, I would say if we rewind to this or that, there's a lot of things that you were both picking up the sides on, so I'm not sure that's entirely true. But <laughs> yeah. Well, I suppose I mean, um, like, knee-jerk reaction, organic uh, sort of stuff. Like, his mom thinks it's adorable because it, we'll be watching the news or something, and then we'll both just go, Oh my gosh, just the same way, the same time, not coordinated in any way, or connect with the question and we'll go, yeah, no, yeah, just to each other the same, not thinking about it. We we have very similar thought processes. My favorite is once we were, it was after a drunk movie fight that we had done, and uh, we were in the elevator at what was then Defy <laughs> Media, and one of the, I want to say it was one of the guys from Smosh. I think so. Uh, one of the Smosh Games guys got in the elevator, uh, and we both, because we were going home, I was pretty tipsy. But Mara, was, we'd just been having fun. And we both turned to each other at the exact same time and said, Do you want to watch The Witch? Because we were going to watch The Witch when we got home. And then we both started laughing. And the, <laughs> the guy that was in the elevator just turned to us and he just goes, I hate both of you. <laughs> <laughs> 
love that we had been seeing commercials because we were on a huge um uh catfish well, catfish kick right then and every commercial break for catfish were two different commercials for the witch so it didn't help that that was the very the thing that they the advertising worked it worked mm -hmm. yeah, it definitely worked <laughs> all right i have a question is that where the that love I of uh, reality television comes from is from catfish or uh mara and I mean, dan what is your top three 90s movies and tv shows oh that's so hard i mean well, movies um, has to include Jurassic Park. That's no, that's no question. Yeah, movies definitely includes Jurassic Park, and uh, I mean, I don't want to monopolize it with Spielberg, but for me, I mean, we could really just do Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, and Jurassic Park, and call it a day on '90s movies. I mean, you could yeah. just one director. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm game with that. I'm fine yeah. with that. TV shows. It's an art director to be the one. It's not, yeah. I mean, I mean, The Simpsons really hit its peak in the '90s, so I, yeah, I don't think you get much better then. than '90s Simpsons. Uh, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm a, a scotch younger than Dan. Okay. So uh, I didn't have as much '90s TV as Dan did, just because I was younger. Um, I don't TNG's know. I mean, you like Saved by the Bell? TNG is most. Oh yeah, it, the best years of TNG were in the '90s. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. just gonna I'm just gonna say Sequest DSV. <laughs> Wrap it yes! up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh there you man! Go. Yeah. Cancel too soon. Cancel too soon. That was one of the very first things we watched um, when we when we did our uh, review of Peacock. Mm -hmm. We watched the pilot episode of Sequest. What's it? Was, there, was Michael Ironside in there like the last era of that? Is that he was. Yeah. He oh, was. I want to say it was after they had gone to the future, but before they went to space. Right. I like, think <laughs> Michael Ironside was the captain of the submarine. <laughs> I love Michael Ironside. He's my like low key. They're like uh, not in a lot of. And only three out for what two seasons? I think. Right? Yeah, exactly. They did so much in two seasons <laughs> of that show. They went to space. <laughs> the they went to the future. Space. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> Okay, All I see right. why I might have gotten canceled. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we have one from Oscar. It's just saying War Zaddy. Okay. Yeah. Eric right. Okay, and let me scroll back up, see which one. I have one from Malcolm. Uh, oh, what yep. is your huh? favorite Chadwick Boseman? Good oh, call. Well, I, I we were talking about this. I sadly, because a lot of his performances kind of had the um, the aura of of great performance in an in an okay or a pretty good movie. There were several of his performances that I haven't seen because I just kind of, I skipped the movies because I'd heard like oh that's okay you know it's 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 you know so you know, Black Panther was really my my biggest exposure to him. I mean he was great in in the Five Bloods as well. I thought he was, mm -hmm. he, was he was wonderful. So. I need to I need to go back and uh, and see more of his work. Sadly, it's, it's now a, you know almost a final body of work. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, eventually you will get to see then that he had a guest spot on Castle uh, because I, I love that show. So uh, I was I was already aware of him even at that time. But um, I'm with Dan. I've seen some of the more iconic scenes. I know a lot of people in the chat are already talking about 42, um, but I haven't seen the film in its entirety. But I do still really just love uh, Black Panther because he had so much on his shoulders with that. Just because you know, it's it's one of the most relatable ways of demonstrating how uh, you have to take accountability for 
uh, the things that have happened that cause people to want to do things that are terrible in, in life and just grieving over loss and then things like that. It's, it's way more than just a comic book movie. So I still really, uh, I, I'm so incredibly happy. I love that movie so much. It's definitely my top five Marvel movies. Yes. Excellent. Another question we have is what movie or movies do you quote the most? Hmm. It's weird. It's kind of hard to think of them on the fly, but Dan and I quote movies and TV to each other constantly. Yeah. I can't think of one. My biggest uh, movie quote that I ever did was it's from uh, dumb and dumber. So when he walks out of the seven 11 and he goes, big gulps, huh? See you later. And I used to see it all the time to like random people on the street and like (laughs) out of my life. (laughs) It's really just weird lines because a lot of times, like with Dumb and Dumber, a lot of times I'll do the I was way off, uh, you know, (laughs) or but it's weird. It just kind of comes in the moment. I can't think of any that I consciously am like, oh, I'm going to quote this movie or quote that movie. It just kind of pops up in the. The, I, a lot of the t- a lot of a lot of times I'll do the Han Solo from uh, Empire Strikes Back. I'll say this one goes there, that one goes there. Like, How about the the cats? Yeah, the cats. One time, the cats were getting fed, and like she went to his food, and he went to her food, and I was like trying to get them to go to their bowls, and I was doing Han Solo. I had like picked one cat. I was like, this one goes there, that one goes there. I was just, just kind of sorting the cats into their. But they did that thing where they just go boneless the minute you pick them up because they don't want to go. So, you know, you pick up a cat and they're just boneless and then you drag them over to their dish and pick up the other cat and then they go boneless and you drag them over to their bowl. <sighs> I, uh, I quote psych a lot, a lot, lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Dumb and Dumber is a good one. There's a lot from Dumb and Dumber. I also do the one, the, uh, you know, it's not, I can't remember the exact quote now, but you paraphrase it. It's like, you know, you did something like that, but then you do this and you totally redeemed yourself or whatever. I used to do that one a lot. I can't remember the exact quote now, though, but like, you know what I mean, though. The, uh, I mean, I oh, it's like, yeah, just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and totally redeem yourself. That's why I used to do that one. So. Uh, my, I always did the, uh, yeah, it's the Rockies. <laughs> He's got two <laughs> pairs of gloves on. <laughs> uh, can I further? Okay, uh, one from Dean Morgan. Uh, pandemic aside, what's it been like working on your channel with Mara's help? Yeah, working together. Uh, it's gr- I mean, it's great. We, we um, you know, it's been this kind of evolving thing where I don't think either one of us necessarily when we started was sure what the, our roles were going to be. And I think it's really developed into even more of a partnership than I think either one of us had maybe thought at the beginning. But it's been, it's great i mean especially like i said having mara there to help me think and and reason and puzzle out like there's no movies coming out this week and we need we need to keep uploading videos what do we do and she's she's just such a great person to come up with ideas and bounce ideas off of and so i you know i i I think one of the silver linings and it's it's i think it's important to try to find them is that the creative thinking that this whole situation caused has sort of helped us develop our partnership a little more quickly maybe than it would have if it was just like, I'm doing reviews, I'm doing box office. I'm doing reviews, I'm doing box office, you know. Mara, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's, uh, it's also been nice to just have us find ways to diversify because I mean, you come up with really great ideas on your own. I come up with some good ideas on my own, but usually we can 
spin those up into better versions of each other's stuff together. And uh, I mean, it's just a pandemic sucks. And I don't mean that just personally, I mean, like for the human race, it's a terrible thing, but it's been unfortunately a very good coincidence that since we are stuck in a place with each other, 99.9% uh, .9 of the time that it's now the place where we can creatively problem solve these things. You know, it, it was fine when you were working for Screen Junkies, you know, we were still doing stuff from home. You were doing SJU at home and stuff like that, working on us trailers at home. And, uh, and that was always great, but it's kind of nice to, you're your own boss now and we get to work together and there's no other distraction from it. So I think maybe that's also part of why at ground level, we've been so fortunate to have gotten uh, even a small amount of the the success that we've had. And we're really excited about some new things that are, are going to be coming out soon. So please stay tuned. <laughs> I'm excited. And yes, Eric did get it in there. Eric did get that for us. Thank you, Eric. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, also, nice. Earlier, did say where's that? It's his name in certain circles. In certain circles. <laughs> have your father on shoulder action at some point. Maybe we can go a little deep dive into that. And I don't know if it's okay or not. We'll figure it out. I want to take a deep dive into that. Maybe <laughs> not. <laughs> what is Next. your favorite uh, nickname for Gus on Psych? <laughs> that Sean would always. <laughs> Oh, there's so many good ones though. Um, Lavender Gooms is always one of my favorites because uh, I love when, um, oh, what's his name? The wrestler. Sorry, this is what I mean with the medication. Like you just can't think of normal things. Um, he's he's oh. an actor now, not The Rock, but the other guy. Dana? Edge. Oh, uh, Edge Jericho. No, um, he's like Edge, the right? he, he had like a, a military persona or something. Oh, The Miz. No. Oh. John Cena. No. John Cena. Yes, that's the guy. When John Cena was on there as Juliet's brother. And uh, I think that he yes. mentioned uh, Lavender Gooms in that episode as well. So I, I just, I like that one a lot. There's there's so many though. I'm actually just finally, please don't hate me, even though I'm a huge psycho. Um, I'm finally watching um, Psych the movie because I hadn't gotten around to it. And then it was like unfindable for the longest time. And then I'm going to also watch Psych 2 Lassie Come Home. So I'll be doing that while I'm editing right. later probably. Uh -huh. It's on Peacock now, right? I think it is. Yeah. It is on Peacock. Yeah, the TV that's right behind this this, <laughs> this thing had um, Psych the movie. The opening scene was on right before I got the link for this. So, <laughs> all right. What is the best scene in Jaws, and why is it the USS Minneapolis monologue? Well, I, I I feel like I feel like Marge and Fargo. I'm gonna have to disagree with your comment work there, Magnus. That'd be the USS Indianapolis. <laughs> Indianapolis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, uh, I mean, it is, it's certainly one of the best scenes in Jaws, but I think there are a lot of, a lot of great scenes in Jaws. I, I love the, uh, the dinner table mm -hmm. conversation between Hooper and, and, and Brody and, and, uh, Ellen Brody and just the different levels that everyone's at where Ellen is kind of concerned for her husband. Brody's getting drunk off his ass. Hooper is you know, there to deliver. Bad news. Uh, I just love the dynamic between them. I love the build up to the Indianapolis monologue, the, the comparing scars scene, etc. cetera. Uh, really it's, um, uh, you can't go wrong with really any scene in that movie, except for the two guys on the pier, which I always thought was a time waster. I know that it's establishing that the sharks out there, but I've always been like, eh, I could live without this. I was like when uh, Hooper's yelling at the like local fishermen. I think it's when they catch the tiger shark. 
Yes. A what? And he's like explaining the difference yes, between. Like... <laughs> Such a good scene. Makes me laugh every time, like much more than I should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Another question. What is Spielberg's most underrated movie? I say it's AI. That's Andrew Bellins. Underrated movie. I like War of the Worlds more than most people do. I think it. But I think generally it's probably Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. I think that's as good as any other, you know, except for maybe the upper, upper, upper echelon. And I think that that's not one that's often cited. So, yeah. I like Minority Report. I think that's his most underrated movie. Ooh, I like that one a lot, too. One of my favorite ones. It's also, uh, Roxy famously was on Action Movie Anatomy and said it was both Spielberg's most underrated movie and Tom Cruise's most underrated movie as two separate entities. Interesting. That's a really cool convergence there. I like that. Good, yeah. yeah. Like hey, that. another thing you and Roxy agree on, Dan. Another question by Oscar Romo, guilty pleasure movie. Oh. Dan knows what mine is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Hang on. I oh, oh, my brain is not operating at peak efficiency. <laughs> I've seen that look. That's not good. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> Tactical difficulties. Tactical difficulties. <laughs> what? Wait, what? What's <laughs> the camera went out. I'm oh, sorry. we lost oh, Dan. No. Sorry. <laughs> I've tried to get you to watch the end of this movie. You've never seen the end oh, of it. Oh, yes. Gods of Egypt. Yes. Also featuring Chadwick oh Boseman, God. by the way. Yes. Gods of Egypt. Okay. I Fair. love that movie. It is just such a crap fest, and I'm just going <laughs> to eat it up and think it's ice cream. I don't even care. That's true. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't uh, like I can't say I don't mine. Have any good I like all bad movies. <laughs> Mine would spoil what what the video we were talking about earlier is. So that's true. Well, you know what I would also say is um, the Book of Henry because we also really love that bad movie. Yeah, Book of Henry is definitely one of them, and Jaws: The Revenge. I love (laughs) Jaws: The Revenge. Don't even say it's bad. The shark is psychic. (laughs) Yes. 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 And can roar. (laughs) (laughs) That is true. Um, I can't see. Is that everything? Uh, there's one more comment from Jake Yakovez says, "Can't wait so I can buy y'all shots for all y'all again." So, okay. We need a live event. That's Jake. I told you. I'm. Can we just do mixed drinks only, please. I can't do shots. <laughs> I'm getting so old. I can't do shots anymore, Jake. I'm His so body dying. will break, Jake. <laughs> I, I will collapse like a dying star into myself. What are you we trying to do? Pour it into something else. Well, yeah, that's true. I felt very bad. Jake wanted to very, very badly to buy me a shot uh, after the Orlando show. And, and uh, I mean, Mara and I had to get on a plane at like eight We had like less morning. than six hours or something till we had to be at the airport. Yes, yeah. but I felt very bad turning him, turning him down for shots. So, but I, I, I mean, you know, listen, I went to Florida State. Trust me, I, I, I think I, I can take shots with the best of them. Not really, but I think my shots days are behind me. Well, Jake, exactly. I know Jake will adapt. He will buy a mixed drink instead. I know he will do so. That's All right. Doing. That's fair. <laughs> there you go. That's a, here's the question. What is your chosen mixed drink for both? Uh, I like Moscow Mules. 
Yeah, yeah. Mara likes Moscow Ooh. mules. I Horses tend to just kind of go wherever the mood takes me. So sometimes it's a Jack and Diet. Sometimes it's a gin and tonic. Sometimes I'll go with a Moscow mule like like Mara. You like old fashions a lot too. Yeah, yeah sometimes I'll be an old fashioned. Ooh. Yeah, I, I tend to just kind of depends on the mood. I don't really have one go to. We also really love aviation gin, uh, not sponsored. And plus now Ryan sold it. So hashtag sad. But um, oh. yeah, we love aviation gin. <laughs> it's nice. really good. Uh, what's I your like favorite Mexican beer? Ooh. I like a good half of Weissen. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, LA local would be Golden Road or uh, a Blue Moon. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. Blue Moon a lot. Yeah, I like a good half of Weissen. You like to chew your beer? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say I Guinness. Like I said a... half of Weissen. <laughs> well, like there's no half of Weissen, you chew it. <laughs> I love aviation people, it looks like in the chat. Robert Adams' aviation engine is so good. It really is. It's right? Awesome. I also um, I have a really great recommendation for anybody that is a vodka fan. I got Dan onto it finally because it is so amazing. It's actual really good Russian vodka. It's Beluga is the name. Um, it's fantastic. It's kind of hard to find. You usually have to go to like a specialty liquor store. You can't just kind of find it in a grocery store, although I think ralph slash kroger might sell it now which is weird but i got it in a, a duty-free lounge when i was like flying international somewhere and it was just like i had to kill like four hours or something between a connection and i was just like walking around because i didn't want to keep sitting still because i had like a 16 hour flight after that and the lady's like do you want to try this and i was like what is it and she's like it's vodka and i was like no it's room temperature and she's like trust me you want to try it and i was like okay <laughs> Tried at room temperature. It was delicious and smooth and amazing. Oh, wow. And then she's like, you want to try another one? And I was like, yes. Yes. And so then after having like eight little cups worth, I was like, I'm going to have a couple bottles. <laughs> Speaking of marketing working, you know. Like. <laughs> exactly. But I love it now. And so it's just the smoothest, most amazing vodka ever. And uh, it's, it's what's in our little little mm -hmm. cool liquor cabinet that's made out of a really awesome uh like an old old school what what's it called dan see i can't think of i can't think of like basic words the, the, like trait. a milk carton um, yeah, um uh, crate crate yeah crate. yeah because we're we're super elegant here only also, only <laughs> antiques that you can get really inexpensively for us <laughs> it also shows how californian we are when mara talks about buying vodka at the, at the grocery store because i remember <laughs> When we came here, uh, not yeah, like yeah. exactly. Not Utah either. For the first time, we were like, I remember going to the grocery store. I was like, I'm gonna go buy some vodka, and I was going up and down the aisles. And I was like, Am I missing the liquor aisle? And then I'm like, Oh, you doofus! You're in Arkansas. They don't sell liquor at the grocery store. that's uh, vodka. Hey, Robert, I Adams, Robert Adams though is talking about how there's no liquor at the grocery store. He's in Texas, though, where I literally had a 24-hour drive-through liquor store in Texas. So I think he's oh, yeah. doing okay. Well, yeah, it's, they're separate entities. There's the liquor store and the grocery because you know some places you don't sell it on Sunday, so you know you can't just like you know close a shelf yeah. for, for a, a whole day. I guess you could. Also depends on what county you're in in the yeah. South, because some That's counties true. you can do certain things and some counties you can't. Very true. Best vodka I ever had is called Black Death Vodka. And I had it in Moscow when I was <laughs> – these are stories I shouldn't tell in a way. I was 12 years old, and uh, I, was <laughs> I was in a, a musical. Well, that was 40 band. years ago. How do you I know? <laughs> I know. I, I, well, because the first time I actually ever got drunk, I was like 12 years old. I was playing – some Russian band. told me this was called Black it Death. It was banned in the U.S. It was banned in the U.S. 
Why? I want it. It was so alive in the war. He was rocking in a new age with his blue jeans and Billy Joel. Uh, um, how did this happen? Like, were you in Russia? And it's like, hello, a little American boy. I would like to have give you some of the black death. Like, <laughs> they know. You the again, Paul? I had no. I had. I had. We. I went with. Um, we had sponsors. I kind of took care of. My parents didn't go with me. I went with this troop. This obviously. You know what? When are you going to be in Moscow again and be able to have vodka in Moscow? So they said you could have a little sip. What they don't know is later on I had a sip, and then I kind of went up and went. Up into the room later on, it took a little more than a sip. Like this is good stuff. Even at twelve, I liked it. I don't know. That shows me where I am, I guess. But <laughs> so, but it was a lot of fun. If you ever have a chance to get it, it was the smoothest vodka I've ever had. So good, right from I don't know. <laughs> so I mean, I'm always down for a little black death. So right. yeah, <laughs> good, that's a good vodka for the pandemic, I guess. Right, it's on brand. Oh, Very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, anything else? Uh, I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Okay. This is usually where we had a switchboard. We would turn the music on at this point. Everyone in the chat, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us on this Sunday night on Chill's New Time. So big thank you to everyone inside of the chat. Big thank you to Dan and Mara. We cannot believe that we finally got this chance to hang out with you. We really appreciate you spending this time with us. Thank you so much, y'all. Of course. Well, thank you so for much for us. having us. We got it. So, uh, but Paul, do you have anything you need to say before we head on out of here? Oh, I let Mara and Dan plug anything that they want to plug. Mara and Dan, you the floor. Dan, you go first. Dan, go ahead and tell us where you're at and, and, and anywhere else we can find you. You can find me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dan Merle. That's where we do monthly movie club, which I'm going to I'm gonna log off here when we're done, and I'm going to go finish and post because tomorrow's the end of the month, and I'll make sure they have a full day with it tomorrow. So with monthly movie club, uh, movie commentaries, and we're all also about to roll out some new stuff, some new features for our tiers based on a lot of the feedback that we got. So I'm going to try to get that video out here in the next few days so people know what they can get. So very excited about continuing to build that Patreon. So patreon.com slash Dan Merle. I'm on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dan Merle movies. Somebody else has the name Dan Merle on YouTube. So it's Dan Merle movies. That's where you can find uh, charts, which I'm going to do tomorrow. You can do reviews um, of, of why I love, etc. all there on YouTube. And then I'm on, on, on Instagram and Twitter at Merle Dan. What about you, Mara? Um, I want to thank everybody in the chat, all of the familiar faces, all of the new faces. Um, it was so much fun. Also, thank you guys for going a little long for us because, uh, you know, we were having such a good time. Um, I am occasionally over on Dan's channel. <laughs> I always forget that it's near over here. It could be wherever. Um, and and then uh, you'll strong. find me behind the scenes on Patreon from time to time on Dan's Patreon. Um, but I am on Twitter at, at that Mara and I'm anybody that wants to help, feel free to give me a tutorial. I'm trying to learn how to use Instagram because I'm old, but I'm at that Mara LA because apparently there's already that Mara over there. Apparently they didn't know that this Mara needed to be that Mara, but that's fine. Right. Um, <laughs> <she even> <laughs> Do you even bake? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, 
so yeah, uh, we're, we're, like I said, we're, we've got a lot of big things in the works, so please people stay tuned. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for you guys for inviting us. I'm glad we were able to work it out. Thank you again for moving the day, even if it was going to be moved permanently. Um, we appreciate you moving it for us and being so uh, flexible uh, with scheduling and whatnot, because things have been really crazy. And when we announce stuff, you guys will understand why, but thank can't you guys wait. all so much. Can't Super wait. I can't wait for that. Oh. Yes, thank you so much. Billy, my love, let us know where you're at on the internet. Uh, I'm at, uh, at Mr. Billy Belford on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Billy Belford, and Instagram, I think I have a thing. And <laughs> that's how I feel. You probably see them and like them. So, yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah. Kelsey. All right. You can find me at KelseyKins90 on Twitter and Instagram. We also have merch on Public, so get your call to action merch. We have masks, so you have no excuse not to wear a mask. Wear your masks. Cool. And you can find me at KelseyKinsGamer on Twitch, where I stream video games. So I hope to see you guys there. Yep. And Paul. Me. Uh, Paul underscore Denise on Twitter. You can find me here every week on Sundays with my favorite co-host, Danny Joy. Uh, you can also find me on weekly on Class Action, on which is a show on Action Industries YouTube channel and Ben and Drew's channel. Um, you can also I find me on PLD Projects, which I'm starting to open up. I think it'll get more content in when the tournament slows down and C2A has a chance to breathe on some stuff, but I will be doing... I do some shows on V, the 1980s science fi show, sci-fi show, which is one of my favorites of all time. And I will be doing... Yes, I when... Jake gets me a few more uh, thumbnails. I will be starting the Harris dance where I take you through all the movies of Ed Harris and make you love him like I do. <laughs> Ooh. Finally. Just milk money sure, over and over sure. again. That's it. Milk <laughs> <laughs> money is all over again. That's it. And you it's all know me. It's your girl, Danny Joy, here. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D A N I E E J O Y. You can also find me here every Sunday now uh, hosting Chill to Action on the Call to Action Network with my favorite co host, Mr. Paul Denuzio, right over there. Uh, once again, for everyone from the Call to Action crew, oh, I'm so sorry, really quickly, Dan and Mara, if you don't mind just hanging out with us for a quick second after we hang out here. That's it. Sorry. Didn't get a chance yeah. to say that earlier. Saying it now. To everyone inside of the chat, from everyone at the Call to Action crew, thank you all so much for hanging out with us on this Sunday night. Uh, we love you. And as always, we salute you. Brown, 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 brown.